The CDPR update or the CD Project Red update that recently hit is so big, it kind of feels like drastic measures for maybe a brighter future for the franchises that are underneath CD Projekt Red, as well as those who are now really enjoying the big cyberpunk turning point. I'm going to put all of the information right here at the beginning of the stream. If you like variety gaming news channels like this, this is a live stream. It's a longer video, but I put all the info right at the beginning so you don't have to go looking for it. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. If you enjoy my content on a regular basis, consider becoming a paying member to support us directly and get in those members only live talk shows this is a reforge update the latest cd project red update shows drastic measures being taken to not just promise lots of games but leadership changes as well as big shakeups with the technology that they plan on using if you like these quick updates be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button always remember that i stream live over on reforge gaming so head over there if you want to interact with me live so they made big game promises and not just big game promises but a lot of game promises They have also announced engine changes. In-house engine changes are a pretty big deal. And lastly, they did have some leadership changes at the company to maybe push things in a different direction going forward. So I'm going to break it all down very quickly for you. First up, what is going on with The Witcher? Tons of things announced for The Witcher franchise. According to Game Informer, CDPR has revealed that the next Witcher game, which was announced earlier this year, is being developed under the codename Polaris. Uh, The studio says it's the beginning of a new saga and that it aims to release two more Witcher games after Polaris or Polaris, probably Polaris. Uh, And they're creating a new AAA RPG Witcher trilogy. Now, they're driving home the point that this is not going to be The Witcher 4. Many people have referred to this as The Witcher 4, but it can't be The Witcher 4 because it's a new saga. Now, it will likely have some connection to the Witcher saga that, you know, predates it with Geralt, maybe in the same universe, maybe a timeline set further in the future, but they really did drive home the point. This is a brand new saga, and they have plans to do two more games after Polaris because this will be the new Witcher trilogy, similar to the how the last one was, you know, set up with three games. Now, they're not just doing that. They're not just doing the Witcher Polaris. They also announced another Witcher. CDPR announced another full-fledged Witcher game under codename Canis Majoris. It will be developed by an external studio headed by experienced developers who have worked on CD Projekt Red's Witcher games in the past, according to the announcement. Now, they've got some details about Canis Majoris. I had to go to PC Gamer for this. According to PC Gamer, Canis Majoris sounds like it's more in line with the RPG CD Project Red has previously set in the Witcher universe. The Twitter description calls it a quote, full-fledged Witcher game separate to the new Witcher saga starting in Polaris that will be developed by an external studio headed by experienced developers who have worked on past Witcher games. So this is not going to have anything to do with the new trilogy or the new saga it's going to be its own standalone full-fledged witcher game in addition to this witcher game there is another witcher game and another company working on the project 
Quote from Game Informer, We've known for some time already that Molasses Flood is working on a game in the Witcher universe, and during the investor call, CD Projekt Red released some additional details about the project. Quote, Sirius is a code name for the game developed by the Molasses Flood, set in the Witcher universe, and created with support from CDPR. It will differ from our past productions, offering multiplayer gameplay on top of a single-player experience, including a campaign with quests and a story. So this could be one that is maybe built around the idea of PvP or playing together co-op, maybe more of an open-world online RPG feel within the Witcher universe. That's all we have right now, but that is a third Witcher title that they announced and then they've got a brand new game apparently coming out under the name project Hadar a third entirely distinct IP created from scratch this project is in the earliest stages of creative process according to the studio which means it's not actually being developed by anybody right now there's no game right for now CD Projekt Red is quote working exclusively on the foundation for this new setting In addition to all of this, we've already covered the Cyberpunk sequel on Reforged Gaming and what they're planning there with Project Orion. It'll take place in the Cyberpunk franchise and further to continue harnessing the potential of the dark future universe. Keep in mind, undergirded beneath all of these announcements were the previous announcements from the CEO about the switch to Unreal 5. They said that the expansion of Cyberpunk 2077 would be the last project in the Red Engine, and all future product would be in UE5. That means every single one of those Witcher projects, uh, products, that means the sequel to Cyberpunk will also then be in UE5. Switching from an in-house engine to UE5 is an actual big step. These are big, big changes. These are drastic measures being taken by the company to really set the tone for the future after they've got Cyberpunk back on the train tracks. Now, some people might debate whether or not Cyberpunk's at its full potential. Maybe that'll happen with Phantom Liberty. There's big updates coming that will be next-gen only. They have left behind old-gen. This could be their vision saying, listen, we're putting that game back on track and we're getting the company back on track. They are also going through a leadership shakeup. Not major, but it is worth noting the company revealed its co-founder and joint CEO, Marcin Uwinski, will be stepping down after 28 years in the role. He will continue on as joint CEO until the end of 2022, after which he will become chairman of the supervisory board. All of this points to big changes for hopefully a brighter future at CD Projekt Red, as well as their beloved titles. Cyberpunk is mired in controversy and criticism, but people do love that game, and they really, really like Cyberpunk Edge Runners. And The Witcher is hailed as one of the best games they've ever made, Witcher 3 especially, and it's been sort of treated as one of the better games of the last decade as far as how to treat your you know, your community, how to treat your game. People, you know, tend to forget it was self-published. They were given a grant from the government. So some of the timelines there, some of the investment in The Witcher 3 was unusual because of the financing and how that game was produced and subsequently developed. But these titles are beloved and it seems that CD Projekt Red loves them just as much as we do. As always, if you like these quick updates, head over to Gaming, Reforge Gaming, to interact with me live. Hit subscribe and the bell button here on the Updates channel, and I'll see you in the next video. 
and I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. We've got a pretty big one for you for Friday. This one we kind of sat on for a few days just because it felt like it was too big to just jump head first, and I didn't want to do a news report. I wanted to have sort of a view of this, and the way I look at this, the way I you know sort of examine the changes that they're making, this feels like... A big deal. This feels like a big, big shakeup. As the thumbnail says, these are drastic measures that they're taking. And some of it sounds pretty extreme. Some of it sounds, I think, a little worrying. I've got some discussion questions for you guys today about this. What do you make of all of these announcements just to get the ball rolling this morning? Realm Rex renewing their membership. Welcome back, Realm and Ryan renewing and hitting the 14-month milestone and a Tier 2. Have a great stream. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you, Ryan. And five months from Legend, almost half a year, says Happy Friday. Welcome back in Legend status. Good to see you in chat feed. I see you there. Everybody go through your morning ritual. Make sure you are on the live chat. Don't be on top chat. That way you can see what everybody is saying. And then consider smashing that like button because it does help us out. Veter hitting a six-month milestone says, thanks for the gifted. Yes, somebody gifted you the other day. And then 11 months from Adnor. Spontaneous application they have job offers open for the next game already so they're already hiring for the cyberpunk sequel it sounds to me like they are expanding truth be told like they're not just saying hey we're gonna make a bunch of great games they're saying we need people to come work here we've got money we're expanding that is pretty interesting hey somebody ordered some coffee realm rex didn't just renew their membership realm rex ordered two bags of the dark roast the first order of reforge roast if you've never ordered our coffee before here on reforge gaming we do have our own coffee so thank you so much for being here this morning um let's see here good morning chat and lono get those likes going tom says this means nothing until we see gameplay plus it took them 10 years to release release two games it's lots of talk some of the games i announced this morning tom and told you about they're not even building them other companies are building them sort of in partnership with them the new team is making it boston us oh so they've got a new team working Wait, the new team's going to be working on the Cyberpunk sequel, Paul? They're opening a US-based studio. Yeah, Pulse is going to be in Boston. Pretty sure I heard they were opening their first US studio in Boston. Yeah, Paul's got it right there by the look of it. So it sounds like the US-based studio will be the one some, either either spearheading or at least supporting and working on the Cyberpunk sequel. Will any of them be mobile games? No, no. These will they didn't say anything about mobile games. These were all talked about as if they're going to be, you know, traditional video games, likely console uh, and PC. Boston and Vancouver, really? I yeah, I didn't get the impression that any of these games will be mobile games. There was there was multiple Witchers that it. This is what was surprising to me. They're like, listen, we're not doing The Witcher 4. It's going to be a brand new saga. It's going to be called, well, for now, it's The Witcher Polaris. And that's sort of the next saga. That's going to be a trilogy. They've already made assurances that that will be a trilogy. So that's a big commitment in and of itself. Just that game, the first game, is going to be, essentially, it's, it's The Witcher 4, but it's not. That's what everybody's calling it right now. 
that game in and of itself is going to be huge, you know, four or five year development cycle. And they're saying, oh yeah, and there's going to be a second and a third one after that new trilogy. Then on top of that, they're like, oh, we've got Canis Majoris as well. And that's going to be a completely standalone experience, a standalone RPG. It's not even going to be attached to that game it's not going to be attached to polaris and then they have sirius sirius is the one being developed by molasses flood and that one's in the witcher universe and it's going to feature multiplayer they've never actually done multiplayer before to my knowledge in a witcher series have they i mean you sometimes have like companions yo mike crow jumping back in with the membership renewal thank you so much I would not rule out mobile. Oh, spinning up the franchise flywheels. Oh, is that from the presentation? So it looks like they're going to be doing books, comics, TV, film, partners, merchandise, and mobile games. So they didn't announce any mobile games, but basically Paul's saying in the presentation, they did say they're going to be spinning up the franchise flywheels, and they've got this circle graphic showing that they're going to be getting into comics, TV, film, books, uh, mobile games is the last one after partnership and merchandise. Is Gwent multiplayer? Well, Gwent as a standalone, yeah, could you play against other players in Gwent? I never actually played that. I think they're moving to the USA for Cyberpunk because we make a lot of shooters so they can scout proper talent more easily for the game. That's not a bad theory, Morgan, and if you think about the move to Unreal 5, it should be easier for them to scoop up and onboard talent. I think one of the challenges when you have an in-house engine is you, you, you've you got to get all those people onboarded, acclimated, and trained with the red engine. Now, they can literally be like, hey, anybody that knows how to work in UE4 will likely not have a, a significant challenge working in UE5. You know, come on in. Recently, we looked at the reports about certain affinity, and they, you know, they were hiring people for the Halo game, the Halo BR, whatever they're building. And they, the, the speculation was, oh, UE4 was a plus, UE4 was a plus. Well, that led to speculation about, oh, that must mean they're building in UE5. So they can probably scalp and hire a lot better talent, given that they're going to have Unreal Engine 5 as they're now, that's they're going to be, that's becoming their in house engine. Oh, standalone Gwent does have multiplayer. Okay. Pretty sad it's moving to UE5. Why is that sad, uh, Sandy? Why don't why are you upset about that? The red engine doesn't seem like the greatest engine, to be honest. I, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I don't necessarily think it's all that great either. I mean, if you look at Cyberpunk and all the issues that it had, I think some of it was related to the engine. I mean they they had to kind of come out when they made the announcement about oh, the next Witcher will be in UE5. They kind of defended like their choice to do Cyberpunk in the Red Engine. They were sort of defending it. Murph Dog with 14-month milestone. Keep up the great games, work and lurk. 80% of upcoming games on UE5. There's good and bad there. I, I can only see most of the good, right? All these studios are going to have a lot easier time hiring talent instead of being like, oh, come in and get onboarded and learn how to work in our in-house engine. And some of these in-house engines are old. Like, I wonder if some of the problems we've been dealing with game launches recently is that you have all these companies trying to save money 
by by keeping their in-house engine and what they end up doing is is the engine slowly gets exposed for not being agile or adaptable to the modern landscape as well as it being tough to find people that can work in that engine seems like a lack of diversity coming up well you have to understand something sandy the engine has nothing to do with what games look like and how they run or perform ue5 is running in fortnite and it's also running in hellblade 2 like if you look at fortnite and hellblade 2 i don't think you have any concerns about the engines hurting diversity right ue4 games are also not the best performing i don't think you can cite the engine being a problem there most of the unreal games that i've played as of late they look and run magnificently like i i don't know if the engine is the problem not no no engine is perfect i'm not going to sit here and act like unreal 5 is perfect like the ue5 engine certainly probably has things about it that are going to be you know problematic but like how many times are we going to have to hear reports from companies that their in-house engine's not that great the giant expose on Anthem with Frostbite, the the early reports about the engine and the dev tools at Bungie when Destiny 1 was so bad and so slow to make changes, and we, oh, it's in-house engine, in-house dev tools, in-house dev kits are slow and not that great. I mean, the the, the slip space engine we're hearing now from, from Halo Infinite is, is so bad they considered switching when they were in the middle of production. I know the PC UE has major problems. They still haven't been fi- that still haven't been fixed to this day, says Wheezy. UE5 is excellent. I have chatted with a few of the 3D artists and, and audio folks, uh, and it offers a ton of agility for them to quickly patch bugs, build more in-depth worlds, and it allows for more devs to get in and out of the project to tie in their portion without breaking other people's work. Right, everything I've heard is how agi- agile it is. Yo, Orphan Twin, good to see you. UE5's insane, and it's only going to expand. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm some, like, UE5 evangelist out here, but I've seen way more in its favor. Listen to what some of you are saying, right? Well, UE5 has problems and isn't perfect. Have you seen some of the frickin' problems with these in-house engines that these companies are using? Are you frickin' kidding me? Like, are we gonna sit here and act like they, like... Like, UE5's not perfect. Okay, let's compare it to uh, Frostbite. Let's compare it to the Red Engine. Let's compare it to Slip Space. Let's compare it to the Tiger Engine. Like, if you compare it to all these other engines these companies use, it starts to feel like, man, I don't know. I feel like these other engines are way worse. I'm saying that going, yeah, the game switching to UE5 doesn't somehow make the game better. Well, no one's, I don't think anybody's arguing that it's making the game better. I'm saying there's a lot of pros and and not a lot of cons, right? Number one, I think the ability to hire talent's going to be a huge uptick over the next 10 years. If more and more people switch to UE5, having that common knowledge, that shared knowledge, think about this, Wheezy. Imagine that you're working in UE5 and you're at some big giant studio and you're in some team and that team learns some tricks and some optimization, you know, backflips. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's so helpful. And then guess what? Your contract comes 
comes to an end and you go to another company that shared knowledge comes with you you get to go to that company and instead of being like oh i was previously on red engine slip space engine tiger engine frostbite engine no i was on ue5 and guess what we were dealing with something like this and this is what we learned this is what we did this is how we optimize that like that shared knowledge is going to have i think an impact over time i haven't seen much game footage to indicate ue5 is just so far ahead i think the ability to update and make changes and do big live events in fortnite cannot be ignored you cannot ignore what fortnite does it is tied to the engine zero doubt in my mind what they've been able to do with Fortnite and their live events and their quick changes and their quick updates and everything they've done with that game and then look at Hellblade 2. I don't think I need to see anything else. I'm good. I'm like, okay, let's get everybody on this. I, like, All I hear about these in-house engines is that they're bad, they're problematic, they're slow, they're clunky, they've got razor blades. The, the, apparently the dev, the dev tools for slip space and un, you know halo is so bad they were like let's get the frick out of here right Ge- yeah gears the, the next gears game is going to probably be super sick i don't know i know it's easy to buy into hype because you see unreal engine footage and you're like oh my gosh that's incredible and it's easy to do fully rendered scenes and trick everybody but when i look at what they pull off in Fortnite, and then I look at Hellblade's gameplay, Hellblade 2, I'm like can we, let's just get everybody on this engine, let's just do it, you want to be a big open world game, you want to be a dungeon crawler, you want to have big live events, you want to have an ongoing game, you want to update your game quickly, you want to have photorealistic scenes you want to have seamless cutscenes and cinematics that transition from gameplay seamlessly, you want to do all of that yeah, well here are games that are doing it and they're using Unreal 5, like I'm convinced and if you're tuning in and you're wondering why we're talking about this, the CDPR update, the CD Project Red update was huge. They announced like multiple Witcher games, the sequel, the Cyberpunk sequel, and they're switching all of their future product to UE5. They're switching all future product to Unreal Engine 5, and we're just discussing the engine and the, and the benefits that seemingly come with it. At this point, if you're not using UE5, people will automatically think your game is garbage before it comes out. Abandon is on UE5. Uh, have we seen anything for that? Mass numbers of devs who have internal engines would not be making the switch to UE5 if it did not offer them significant agility, benefit their cycle, and quick fixes and bugs patches. Right. Like, think about what's happening. Like, that's why my that's why my thumbnail says drastic measures. CD Projekt Red has been using the Red Engine for how long? And they're like, yeah, we're ditching our in-house engine and we're going with UE5. Do you think the increase in bandwidth and their ability to have these other studios and have multiple Witcher games in the pipeline, you think that has anything to do with UE5? I think it does. I'd use GTA 5 as some gotcha. GTA 5 is a 10-year-old game developed for the PS3 and the 360. That doesn't... Well, sure. I'm sure there are engines out there that are great, Wheezy, that can last a long time and have great agility. But think about the business benefits that I just outlined. It's way easier to hire people. It's way easier to subcontract. It's way easier to bring people in and out. Oh, you're talking to somebody else. Like, think about the shared knowledge that I just talked about a moment ago. That's massive. 
anybody you hire that has previously worked in UE5 can bring to your company all the knowledge from the previous company they worked on. All all the knowledge. Everybody starts using the same engine. That will benefit. That'll benefit the industry. It will. Because you're going to have more and more people that have figured out, oh, we had that issue. Yeah, we had that load time problem. We had that texture mapping problem. And this is how we fixed it. Yeah, we were dealing with that as well. We were we were struggling with that. Someone was claiming the GTA 5 taking forever to update like a game that is in essence 14 to 15 years old is a huge indictment. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean... A game being slow to update is not always an indictment of its engine and its tech. Sometimes they're just approaching games and philosophy differently. Could we get 44 more likes on the video? Let's have a nice strong start. Let's get 200 likes before we've been live for 30 minutes. I wonder if Sony will have their studios switch to UE5 because they all use their own in-house engines. RE Engine has incredible lighting for sure. I'm sure, like, you have to understand, there are plenty of engines out right now that are awesome. Like, none of what I'm saying and none of what anybody's saying in chat is to indicate that, like, other engines are bad. But how many reports are we going to have to hear about in-house engines being bad before we realize it's time for a lot of these companies to ditch their engine? Like, is the engine adaptable to the next gen? Is it adaptable to things like ray tracing? Is it adaptable to things like instantaneous load time? No. Well, then how on earth are you going to make games for next gen? How are you going to do it? Like, are you able to do all the things that people are going to be expecting out of their games over the course of the next 10 years? Because if you can't, your game's going to feel like a joke in comparison. Now, An example of a really good in-house engine would be Insomniac's in-house engine. Their games seem to be adaptable to next-gen when you look at what they were able to do with Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart and what they were able to do with Miles Morales and then when they were able to support Spider-Man to PC, they were able to add all this dope stuff. So Insomniac clearly has a great in-house engine, but how many times are we going to have to read an article about a company's in-house engine sucking before we realize... Man, maybe a lot of y'all just need to get on an engine that is uh, a little bit more universally accepted and maybe have an easier time hiring people. Maybe maybe we should be looking at that. Do you feel that they had to announce that much to try to get consumers hyped about them again? It's less about consumers, Mike, and it's more about expanding hiring talent and potentially getting investors, maybe. I, I, it's, it's, I don't think it's about the public as much as it is. This was an investor's call, right? And they did put out a... CD Projekt Red strategy update video or whatever they called it. I mean, and they're they're speaking pretty candidly to the public about the future of the, excuse me, of the future of the uh, the, the the franchises that they have and the future of their company. I picked up UE and within two weeks I built a whole level and added full VR controls with weapons and AI. That's how easy UE is to learn, says Butters. I think it's about investors and talent. Screw consumers' hype. What does that do for them? UE5 does have licensing costs, right? Yep. That's another thing you have to consider in this grand equation. That's why my thumbnail says drastic measures. CD Projekt Red is like, we're building 
three witchers another cyberpunk a brand new ip two of those witchers are being built by other studios we just restructured our c-suite oh and also we're willing to switch all future product off of our own engine our in-house engine and we're going to switch to an engine that's going to cost us licensing dollars that's pretty big that's that's a lot of that's a lot of changes that's a lot of changes and that's a willingness to literally pay another company for their tech when you have your own in-house tech i i think i'm telling you right now a lot of you guys are like i don't get why everybody's switching to ue5 i don't get it i don't get it that's right we don't get it we're not on that end of the desk something is happening there there is there is something winsome or convincing happening now it literally could be industry disruptive to the level of like so many people are switching to ue5 the concern and the projections are the all the devs are going to be versed in ue5 if we want to be able to hire talent in seven to ten years we're gonna need to be on ue5 it, we, we can't stay on in-house. It's going to make it harder to hire people. We, 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 we're, we're, we're always needing to expand. We're always needing to bring in QA departments. These people that want to contract their QA work for us, they, they're, they're not wanting to work in Red Engine anymore. They've got all these UE5 people. Like, I'm telling you, something's happening. Isn't that weird, though? I don't think so. This, level, this, this kind of thing happens in, in tech industries all of the time. If you guys haven't hit the subscribe button yet, please consider hitting subscribe if you want to con- uh, contribute to the conversation. Adobe dominates the field. All the talent uses the same tools and run with it. It'd be nice to have a standard engine to see what people go with. Yeah, imagine trying to run. Let's make an analogy. Imagine trying to run your marketing firm with your design teams and you have you have your own in-house technology that you have everybody use imagine doing that and then you're trying to hire graphic artists and animators and you're like oh we need to train you in our software so many people would be like "Eh, i don't know i'm good but when you're like oh are you well versed in adobe yep (laughs) yeah okay cool makes it a lot easier to hire graphic designers and and animators and talent. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the CDPR update, the CD Projekt Red update about The Witcher 4, the Cyberpunk 2077 sequel. They announced a Cyberpunk sequel and a bunch of new Witcher games in a press conference, and we're talking about Unreal Engine 5 because that's an undercurrent massive change at CD Projekt Red, all future products UE5, and we're discussing what that means. That's why my thumbnail says drastic measures. They're taking drastic measures for the future of their properties. Guys, if you're just tuning in, go through those rituals, switch to live chat. If you're on live chat, you can see what everybody's saying. Top chat doesn't show you what everybody's saying. Also consider smashing the like button. If you want to type in my chat, you need to be a subscriber. Um... So, like, say your margins are 30%, your profit's 30 bucks, every 100 generated, now your profit's 25, you lost one-sixth of your profit. That's not going to fly for a lot of devs for very long. I don't know, Eugene. I, I think maybe you're looking at it too narrowly. I think maybe you're looking at it too narrowly. They're probably looking at it and saying, 
look at how much we're going to save, right? Look look at how much we're going to save on churn of employees. Look at how much we're going to save on uh, not needing to train people on our in-house engine. Maintenance on our in-house engine. We, we're, we don't even need a team anymore of people to be updating and expanding our engine. We can, we can save all that money. You heard the same stuff. We heard the same stuff about UE4 and UE3. Did a bunch of companies at that time switch from their in-house engine to UE4 and UE3? I don't think so. I didn't see that happening. I don't think the licensing fees... I don't think the licensing fees are a blip on the radar for some of these companies. They're like, look, this is going to make things way better for us. They did. So... What companies switched to UE3 and UE4 and and were hurt by switching to UE4 and, and UE3? If the bigger boys can be like, yeah, we use UE5 too, it's still cheaper to develop your own engine. Is it? Is it? What what evidence do you have to that? What what economic reports do you have that indicate that? We have more we have more reports right now and more insider information that shows using your own in-house engine is actually quite costly. Anthem, Halo Infinite, the first the first probably, I don't know, 5 years of Destiny's franchise. It's actually quite costly to you it's very risky to use your in-house engine if it's not that great. Like we, we don't it's it's not some hardline axiom that like oh yeah just keep using your in-house engine it, it's it's cheaper is it cheaper was it cheaper for anthem has it been cheaper for halo infinite was it cheaper for cyberpunk some of the biggest blunders some of the biggest bad launches are directly tied to problems with using an in-house engine there's 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 more economic struggle and pain guys how do we not what is happening is youtube acting up Come on, guys. Give me give me 200 likes. Quit messing around. 199? Quit edging. Knock it off. Push the like button. Gee, many frickin' Christmas. Also, the devs can build custom in-house tools on top of the Unreal Engine, says Paul. Did they say it was free until you sell a million copies? You can use Unreal until you generate, like, what, like a million in revenue or something? Yeah, as soon as you generate a million in revenue, you have to start you have to start giving them 5%. And obviously, a company the size of CD Project Red, their properties are going to generate a million. Come on, like you know what I'm saying? The only team that was hurt by switching to Unreal was Silicon Knights, and that was probably their own fault. Halo Infinite had 500 million thrown at the Slipspace engine. Yeah, but that's what, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't accept I don't accept that as a generic and true axiom that like oh it's always cheaper to use your in-house engine. Really? Look at how much they invested in Halo Infinite. Are you sure about that? Look at what happened to Anthem. Are are you sure about that? Like really? How much dev time and money was lost because they used Frostbite and they had to build a whole system for flying? All that money, all that investment, all that R&D, all that engineering time, gone. Down the drain. Instead of building the game, they were building systems. Right? So, like, I'm telling you, there is something in the water. There's something in the water. Maybe, it's possible, CD Projekt Red and some of these other companies 
are getting a better deal than 5%. It's quite possible that Epic is saying, I tell you what, <laughs> tell you what, we're making so much money for Fortnite, we'll give you 2%. We'll give you a deal at 2 Like, I don't know. The, 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 the adopt rate right now of people switching over to Unreal 5 and the, you know, the rumors about Halo Infinite, and then you got certain Affinity, their in-house engine's unreal. I don't know. It's quite possible that we're not seeing the contracts, and that's where that's where the proof is. That's where the that's where the juice is. They're like, listen, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna we'll we'll give it to you for two. They didn't spend five hundred million on the engine. I obviously didn't spend five hundred million on the engine. Okay, but from all of the insider reports we've read about Halo Infinite. They invested massive amounts of money in that engine. If you look at the timeline of Halo Infinite and you want to act like they didn't throw a ton of money at that engine, then you're not reading the same reports I'm reading. Outside of CD Projekt Red, what major studio has officially switched to UE5? Well, a lot of them are staying in Unreal instead of switching off of it, so apparently the licensing is not a threat to their bottom line, like... Hellblade would be a good example or the Coalition would be a good example. At this point if the licensing was such a problem you would think that a lot of these companies would be jumping away from Unreal. What we're seeing is not just staying but bumping up to UE5 and we're seeing companies like CD Projekt Red ditch the in-house. There's like the fact that 343 considered it Eugene there is something happening to look at what to look at CD Projekt Red's announcement and to look at the fact that 343 considered it and to be like yeah this isn't that major I I don't know I I, I can't do that I can't look at these tea leaves and be like yeah man Unreal 5 is just another nice engine I don't think that devs are thinking that right now Tarkov switched to it well, he said major. That's not really a major company. That's that's a smaller title. Bethesda had to update their engine to make it so you could climb ladders. Yeah, you, you, like, are we going to be inconsistent here? We literally, like, we literally made fun of the uh, of Bethesda because their engine literally couldn't do ladders. Switch to UE5, Obsidian, Ninja Theory, potentially 343, In Exile. Square is using it for Kingdom Hearts 4, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think there are talks for Yakuza and Light Dragon too. Deviation Games and I think Amy Jennings. I'm telling you, there's something in the water. There's something in the water. Epic is making moves quietly. This isn't happening by accident. I don't think this is happening by accident. It's not like CD Projekt Red hit some ceiling and they're like, well, we got to switch to Unreal. No, I, I think I think Epic's out there making offers, personally. Kingdom Hearts 3 switched to, uh, to Unreal 4. Nothing I've seen convinced me that this is any different. I don't know. I'm I'm convinced. I'm convinced that there is something happening. There is something happening. There's an undercurrent of change happening right now. There is. And I think you're going to see more and more companies doing this. Cuz it's already a popular engine. You're seeing people double down, delay 
delay their build. The game we just covered yesterday, First Descendant, in the middle of production, they had already done a bunch, and they were like, we want Unreal 5. We're going to bump up to Unreal 5. And I know you're like, oh, but they were already building on Unreal 4. Still, still, they saw Unreal 5 as worth spending money and prolonging production. And so did numerous games recently. They're like, yeah... We could probably get that game out the door faster if we just kept going in Unreal 4. And they they haven't. They go to Unreal 5. Remember I said the other day, the talent getting their degrees now are Unity and Unreal for learning tools. That's another, that's another point that we keep bringing up. It's like, think about the talent benefit. You have such an easier time hiring people. You get automatic knowledge gain anytime you hire anybody who worked at a company on UE5. Oh, you were over there at CD Projekt Red? Oh, yeah? That's dope. Help us out with our project in Unreal. Oh, you learned some cool tricks and tips over there? Oh, that's great. You can help speed up our pipelines, our efficiency, and our production. Absolutely. Hellblade 2 and Avowed are perfect examples of games that have switched to UE5 mid-development. It's gained so much traction, many people simply are going to integrate tools. What are you talking about, MM? How close? Oh, come on. Man, oh, man. I was going to have to wait for next week. It's not happening today. It's not happening today, guys. Thought we were going to hit 20K. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. The short's doing fine, and this video's doing fine, but we're not We're not cooking. We need to cook. If, we, if we're going to get 25 subs, we need to cook. We're probably going to get about 10. We'll probably get about 10 subs today. I wanted to hit 20K this week. It's all right. It's all right. We'll hit it. We'll hit it. Hit subscribe if you're enjoying the show. Smash the like button as well. It helps other people find this video. Unreal Engine is the biggest game engine in the world and has been for a long time, says Paul. The convo convo is UE5 is so great, everyone's going to use it. No one said that. No. The convo is UE5 is becoming so entrenched and is so great that it will become a larger and much bigger foothold in the market. It'll it'll become more normative, yes. I don't think it's going to be that everybody uses it, but I think you're going to see mainline studios switch to it. Unless they're in-house engine. Like, when companies are big enough, like... Ubisoft, right? They're so big, they have so many people, and if they have their own in-house tech, they'll keep using it, right? But if other companies see what CD Projekt Red is doing, and they say, hey, look at how they're able to expand. Look at how easy it is for them to integrate studios into their umbrella, because if everybody's working on Unreal, that creates some uniformity. Look, look at the benefits here. What's good, Jeritol? A lot of indie devs use Unity still. Lurkers, hit subscribe. The community's great here. Don't be strangers, says Bear on a sled. My main worry is how... Uh, yeah, Ashes of Creation switched mid-dev. Yeah. My main worry is how streamlining tools... And it's just so brain-dead, like the code. I'm not sh- why, why would that be bad? We're, uh, we're going for more generalized tools and management, which makes sense for devs. They learned Unity to be fair, so no surprise that they haven't swapped yet, but they will as soon as they have issues. It'll be UE and Unity continuing to dominate the engine conversation, in my opinion, is nearly crazy. Although now it's, learned, it's leaning more to UE5. 
Tarkov didn't switch to UE5, whoever said that. I thought he said Tarkov switched to Unreal. He just said Tarkov switched to Unreal. He didn't say UE5. Why would making things too simple be bad? A lack of depth and quality mainly cutting corners? Yeah, I don't think I don't think switching to a better and more streamlined engine would hurt anything. Look at it this way. Developers would rather release an incomplete game and release patches to start making profit ASAP. No developer will switch to UE5 if there wasn't a good reason. Tarkov didn't switch at all? Oh. Yeah, Butter said Tarkov is is in a switch to Unreal. Oh, are they presently switching? Tarkov's on Unity, is what people in chat are saying. From what I understand, Unreal has trouble with certain types of games. Supposedly, early versions of Nanite struggle with like moving environments like trees. It's the same with all engines and uh, uh, weaknesses. Sony Studios use their own engines. Yeah, Gorilla and Death Stranding use the same engine, and then Insomniac has an in-house engine that they use for, like, Ratchet and Spider-Man. They'll be using that, I'm assuming, for, you know, Wolverine. If you're just tuning in, the CD Projekt Red update, or the CDPR update, is about The Witcher 4, Cyberpunk 2077. They announced various Witcher games, as well as a Cyberpunk sequel. And the undercurrent to this discussion is that they are switching all future products to Unreal. And that, I think, is a big deal. I think they're, I think we're, that's why we're discussing UE5 right now. We're, we're, we're considering the impact that's going to have on the industry, the impact that's going to have on projects. Uh, you know, I think the benefit's going to be, you know, pretty clear. I think the benefit's going to be pretty clear that you're going to see a lot of companies have an easier time hiring people. Um, hey, another order of coffee. Skip Toasty grabbed two bags of light and a dark. Thank you guys so much. Two orders of Reforged Roast already in in the bag. No, no pun intended. Two orders of Reforged Roast already in the bag. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Appreciate you guys supporting all of our channels. All of our videos have been doing really well. My reaction channel will have a reaction to that Mario movie trailer. We're not talking about it here. That's why we have a reaction channel. I'm assuming Sony Studio don't need to pay extra money for engine. Well, no, if it's their own in-house engine, they don't pay any money for that. That's one of the reasons that a lot of companies like to... It's one of the reasons they like to use their in-house engine. CDPR switching is a big deal, says Eugene. Right, like, that's what I'm saying. This is not some teeny rinky-dink company. This is CD Projekt Red. They just announced three to four Witcher titles. No, three Witcher titles, a brand new IP, and a cyberpunk sequel. Not only that, two of those Witcher titles are going to be built by other studios underneath this umbrella, and they're all working in UE5. Like, that's a pretty big deal. And we've looked at a lot of different, we've looked at a lot of different things recently, and it seems like in-house engines can become a problem. We're not saying UE5 is the savior, but we're saying, well, in-house engines are causing some of our favorite games to to, to fall flat and and be and be bad. You don't see it as anything more than that. I no, I I, I think this is a big deal. There has been an ongoing narrative about games and engines. There's been an ongoing narrative. Um, 
yeah, yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, creature creature's got his own idea about this. If everybody ends up on UE5, it makes for you know crossovers between games more beneficial and a lot of these companies want to get into nfts no 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 i don't think that's why they're doing it hello i am new to the channel yo Dwayne uh foy jr guys if you're new to the channel hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat you could help us hit a huge milestone today this this video might turn a corner and pull in lots of new folks and if it does happy to meet you welcome to reforge gaming we do a daily talk show like this we pick a gaming topic and we chop it up and debate it i am safe for work so you can put me on in the background of your day like a radio show welcome on in thank you for being here I'm sure this has already been talked about, but I'm assuming switching to UE will be easier to collaborate with external dev support teams versus a propriety in-house engine. Yeah, I brought that up too nearly crazy. Like, think about it when you want to subcontract a QA department. Hey, can you do the QA on our game? Yeah, sure, we're adept in UE, Unity, and such and such. Oh, great, we don't use such and such engine, but we use Unreal. So you can subcontract your QA departments easier. You can fold in contractual workers easier. Pay attention, Microsoft. You can hire talent a lot easier. Anytime you hire talent and you bring them into your company, guess what you get? You get all their knowledge that they learned from the last project if everybody's working on Unreal. They're like, yeah, I just came from CD Projekt Red. Happy to work on your project. And they're like, oh, cool. Glad to have you. And uh, what would you work on over there? Oh, I worked on world building and uh, learned some great tricks in UE5. You get all that knowledge gain when you hire them. Instead of being like, well, great, we have to onboard you, train you, and get you to work in the red engine, the slip space engine, the frostbite engine. We got to get you up to speed on how to world build over here. Oh, man, I wish you guys were working in Unreal 5. I learned some really great tricks in that engine. Butter says, I don't know the history, but there was a reason so many people were amazed when Epic changed the Unreal split goal to 1 million and only 5%. It was a massive news at the time. Um, No, I don't think I don't think Returnal and Days Gone Returnal's Unreal, is it? Days Gone is Unreal? Is that true? It's not like Sony doesn't use Unreal. Oh, they are. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. Housemark's working on Unreal. Makes me excited. Makes me excited for a, a Returnal. Give me a Returnal sequel in Unreal 5, baby. Give me all that amazing lighting effects. It was massive news for everyone under a million in revenue. Yeah, it was massive for indies, for sure. Indies are, are very pleased to jump in. Scarlet Nexus and Tales of Arise are both on Unreal Engine. Both games look quite different and play differently. Uh, this so-called homogeny is nonsense. Anybody claiming that the Unreal 5 engine in the industry, if it becomes like an industry standard engine, is going to create a homogeny in games and what they look like, doesn't know what they're talking about. All you have to do is look at Fortnite in Unreal 5, and then go look at the Hellblade 2 gameplay in Unreal 5, and just stop stop talking. <laughs> just stop talking. They, they, come on. Come on. Any any of the things you've seen recently built in the Unreal Engine just for fun, and then look at Hellblade 2 gameplay and look at Fortnite. They're, they're, both those games are on Unreal 5, and if they were any different from each other, they wouldn't even one of them wouldn't even be a video game. They're so far removed from each other. One downside is that if Microsoft switches to UE5, then their contracts could change from 18 months to 12 months since it takes 6 months to learn Slipspace Engine. 
No, I would look at it this way, Murph Dog. I know you're being silly and I know you're being funny, but imagine if Microsoft switched to UE5. All of a sudden, those 18-month contracts, you get way more bang for your buck out of those employees. I used to do engine testing when I was in third-party QA, says Dylan. It took longer to get things going when we had to learn some special engine versus a widely used one. Un- using Unreal is better, in my opinion. Less time wasted. That's what I mean. You have to add up all that loss. So CD Projekt Red is like, listen, anytime we brought in somebody, anytime we hired anybody, anytime we tried to onboard a company or subcontract a company, we had to get them up to speed on the Red Engine. That's that's money and time lost. So add all those dollars up and subtract that from the 5%. You got to do that. Yes, we're going to pay them 5% licensing on all money that we generate, on all revenue our, our properties generate. But you got to take that 5% and you have to subtract from it all of the things that we've been losing over the years. When they were trying to build Cyberpunk or when they started sketching out the size and scope of the next Witcher game, The Witcher 4, which they're not calling it that, well, they're probably thinking to themselves, "That's that's we're, we're all that time is lost. We got to bring people in if we want to subcontract or expand or work with other companies or hire other companies. Come on, that's all. All that money's lost. I actually see Microsoft taking some of the support teams in house, like Certain Affinity and Zobo, and have them continue working on their own projects and helping teams across the board." Right. Something that I've been saying is imagine if you have a company like that. Imagine if you have a company like Certain Affinity and when you have that company building a game in Unreal, they're basically building your port for you. Here's all your tools. Here's your world building. Here's how to build weapons, characters, animations, da 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 And then they can hand all that to a studio like 343 then I don't want to hear it. Unless you're in the industry and specifically a director of a few big games, I don't want to hear nonsense about homogeny. What are UE5 statistics on testosterone delivery? You got to give the gamers what they want. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's good. Epic has to be giving Microsoft a deal on UE5. Tinyfoot, you want to know why I think Epic is giving Microsoft a deal on Unreal Engine 5? I think it's because Microsoft helped them get around the Apple Store with the cloud gaming. I think Microsoft and Epic are buddy-buddy now. I think they are. If you guys are just tuning in and you're enjoying the conversation, the CD Projekt Red News, the CDPR update, is about The Witcher 4. It's about Cyberpunk. There's like three... If you're looking for a new Witcher game, they announced like three... Uh, and some of them aren't even going to be built by then. They're going to be built by other companies. Do me a favor and smash that like button. Let's hit 300 likes really, really fast. Make sure you are not on top chat. You won't see what everybody's saying. Switch to live chat. If you want to contribute to the conversation, we're discussing engine switches and industry stuff going on. This is a big deal. The reason my thumbnail says drastic measures is CD Project Red switching to Unreal 5 is a big deal. They're switching from their in-house engine. And working with like two other companies, and they announced three Witcher games and a Cyberpunk sequel. And a partridge in a pear tree. The UE5 royalty is no different from before. It's just it doesn't kick in until a million. No. No, that's not true. Unreal Engine royalty decrease. They lowered the royalty. I swear I swear to you they royal they they lowered the royalty. 
No longer going to own royalties on their first million. Clearing up concerns about UE4, 5% royalties. Royalty free for the first million. I thought it was a two-fold change. I might have misunderstood what happened back then. I think Eugene is right. I think I misunderstood. I thought they said, you don't pay us until you make your million, and then after that, it's lower. I thought it was like 7% or 10% or something. I thought it was pretty high. They lowered the royalty for people under a million. I thought they just universally lowered it as well and said, we're making so much money on Fortnite, we can afford to take a lower royalty. I thought it was like 7%. Or something, and they lowered it to five. And then they lowered it to five. It's been five all along, is what you're saying. You're saying it's been five all along, and they just say, "Well, now you don't pay that until you get your first million." The first million was to get everyone in the funnel. They are quite literally pulling the game pass of gaming engines. <laughs> respect, Epic. I got respect for that. Days Gone is the only first-party game that is full UE. Are you sure? Somebody said that Returnal was UE, and that's Housemark. That's first-party, isn't it? UE has always been open-source, available for free for everyone. What's Andy say? The Matrix demo ran at 18 FPS. Oh, that is not an indictment of the engine. They were doing things in that test to showcase certain things. And yeah, when you have an entire city of living, breathing, moving people, it's going to make performance suffer. That's not an indication of that engine's quality. It isn't. It is not. It is not. That is not true. Unsubscribe because you're being biased. Won't miss you. Um, the truth about Gotham Knights. <laughs> Gotham Knights is my most anticipated game of the year. I'm joking. <laughs> oh man, my Gotham Knights short. My Gotham Knights short's pulling numbers. On a side note, I'm always happy when Lono talks about Hellblade 2 and gets all excited. It makes me want that game to release so Lono can come back from the dark side of the consoles. I hope my Series X works by then, Vengeance, you know? Do do you have to turn it on once a month to make sure that the the console doesn't die? (laughs) I better better make sure and turn it on every once in a while to make sure the console still works as, as as less often as it gets turned on now. Big T with two months. That's a two-month milestone. Hey, my joystick changed color. That sounds bad, but I'm psyched nonetheless. If you guys got gifted a membership in the past, make sure and pick up your own membership this month. Make room for more people to get their gifteds when people decide to be super generous. Hey, consider right now becoming a member. We do a members-only talk show every single day, and tonight... In the theme of October, my wife and I will be playing playing a scary game tonight. So make sure you're here for that if you're a member every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. At the end of this month, we're celebrating and doing the Star Wars Episode One watch party. It's legit. We'll have a way of doing it where you won't be able to see or watch the movie with us. You'll have to watch along with us on your own. We'll, we'll set that up and teach you how to do that. But for the rest of the month, we'll be playing scary games on Friday night. So consider becoming a member or give some members. That would be amazing. What games y'all choose? I don't know. We'll probably pick one of those dark anthology ones where like you, 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 you kind of like the quarry. It's going to be something like the quarry. We'll pick one of that, like Man of Medan. It'll, be, it'll, it'll, it'll end up being a game like that. I don't care who uses what engine. As long as the game is good and not extremely buggy, I'm okay with this, says Dwayne. Yeah, I mean, 
fundamentally, I think most consumers are going to take that attitude. They're not going to want to know any of this stuff. Guys, four more likes for 300 likes, man. Come on, roll it over. Roll it over. We're about one hour into the broadcast. Give us a good like ratio. Come on, folks. Uh, but, but how's it going? What's good, Keiko, Keiko Gaming? It's a new gen console, not a Pinto. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Bust out the GameCube. Yeah, yeah. When you render thousands of NPC miles away from your character and maintain 20 FPS, that's impressive. Yeah, if anything, the fact that it maintained 20 FPS is pretty impressive, you know, by its own right. Can you do a tutorial vid on how you power up an Xbox? (laughs) I haven't turned mine on in a long time. Oh, that would be a brilliant comedic short. You know, get out my phone. What's up, guys? For all those players who haven't turned on their Xbox Series X in, let's see, probably 13 months, this is going to be a real quick walkthrough video for all those returning players on how to turn on your Xbox Series X. What you're going to want to do is find your Xbox controller. That might be the hardest challenge of this video. Pretty tough to get that thing out of wherever you hid it from yourself. (laughs) Hold down that button. Turn on that console. Days Gone was amazing. I didn't have a clue <clears throat> what engine it was using. I love how I, I pretended to hold the phone. Like, people are going to come in like, what's the matter with this guy? Like, bro, you're not holding a phone. Are you okay? <laughs> are you all right? <laughs> Is this guy losing it? Is he losing his mind? I know a lot about game engines, but what I do know is how good coffee is with balanced acidity. My man, thank you. I don't think anyone is saying UE5 isn't great. Right. No one's saying Unreal 5 is not great. But also, I'm not saying, and nobody here is saying, that Unreal Engine 5 is so amazing that the entire industry is going to switch to it. But I do think the industry is, is there's, there's an orbit happening. I believe portions of the industry are starting to orbit around this engine. It's why I don't exactly jump at the premise of numerous companies being beholden to one company. It just doesn't end well for the consumer. Right, obviously this could be a Trojan horse situation. You get everybody to switch to UE, and then Epic decides to become some evil, anti-competitive overlord and make everyone's life hell. Sure. That's a potential problem. I, I, I don't disagree with that. What I doubt is that devs are going to suddenly switch instead of rebuilding and modifying their own. I think in time, Eugene, I think we're going to see a lot of companies ditching their in-house engine for UE5. That's what I think is happening. I do. I think what you're dealing with is, I think we're going to see this with Starfield, okay? I don't think Starfield's going to switch engines, but I think what we're going to see with Starfield is we're, we're going to see the, the crow's feet, Right? We're going to see the crow's feet. We're going to see the cracks in the skin. It's just old. This engine's too old, man. Just doesn't can't do what you need to do in a modern landscape. Glitchy, buggy, you know, stubborn in like non-agile engine. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I, I think you're going to start to see that. You're going to start to see these in-house engines. They'll be exposed for the fact that they're old, archaic, and they can't adapt. And that's when you're going to see people switch. Tattoos with 14 months. Don't mind me. Just drop my milestone in chat. Appreciate the 14-month milestone. Adobe's the reason why I can't get behind everyone getting on UE. When, when, you, when you make 
such a good product and you get that level of adoption, that's what happens, Wheeze. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to tell all these companies to not use a really, really good engine that's better than what they're currently using? Like, that's the challenge, isn't it? You know, that's the challenge. It's it's kind of like the fast food thing or the Walmart thing. The convenience and, and the saturation is just too great. It's just too great. It's like, it's everywhere. So it just becomes adopted and embraced by people because why wouldn't you it's right there it's right there on the corner it's right there off the highway it's right there it's super cheap it's super convenient like it's always going that like in 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 the realm of of business this sort of thing's always going to happen and sure it's dangerous but you're not going to convince these companies to not do it it's not about the product being good it's about adobe muscling everyone out and then effing people over who have no choice but to use adobe Find me a business that hasn't done that. Like, what businesses don't do that? I just, I don't know. I I feel like more and more we have this idea in our head. I feel like you brought this to the table yesterday. This vibe of, like, how dare this company be ruthless and, and go for profit. It's like, what, do you think they stand out? You think you think that's that's unique to them? Like, what Microsoft did with operating systems? You see what I'm saying? Like, I... What do you? One of the reasons that we have such ease of use of software is because we have a widespread, massively adopted operating system that allows computers and laptops just like boot up and be great. I'm vehemently opposed to any company controlling an industry, right? And I don't think that you can call graphic design software an industry it's like anybody can there there's free software right now you can download to do a lot of what you can do with photoshop now the rest of the creative suite maybe not so much but like i hate 80 percent of what adobe has done i literally get in a bad mood if i have to open up photoshop right but at the same time if they didn't do it another company would have that's my point that's what businesses are doing like that's what they do they do what they can to establish their foothold and to make tons of money and if epic is doing that with the unreal 5 engine we can sit here and be like oh man that'd be bad for the industry if that happens i hope they don't do that i hope these companies don't go with unreal 5 but blender and gimp are uh free grade alternatives I, I don't know. I'm not defending it. I'm saying I don't see it never I don't see it being a reality that stops. If Epic buys all of its competitors, then yes, it would be a monopoly and that would be bad for the industry. He's not talking about buying them, Morgan. What he's talking about is if all these companies become intrinsically dependent upon UE five, Epic could really, really hurt the competition. They can start to say, we would like more cut. We would like more money. We want to renegotiate the licensure. We want, they could do all kinds of things. They could control the market, but the push of a button. D. Wayne Foy with a $10 tip through Super Chat. I'm not a fan of a specific company. I like them. All been gaming for a long time since I'm four. I'm 36 now. Keep up the great content. Live long and prosper. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Thanks for stopping in today being dope, being positive, and for sending a super chat tip. I was just getting ready to say, we've been streaming for about an hour and YouTube's always like, hey, now would be a great time to run ads. And if you like the fact that I don't run ads, then 
maybe consider becoming a member because that's how a stream like this survives on YouTube. You're usually watching YouTube videos and getting a couple of ads here and there. We don't do that when I'm live, so that's why we continue to call on people to consider becoming a member. If you like not getting ads, that's a great way to keep that going. Uh -uh, You want to use our engine? It's now a subscription, right? Aren't there legal and contractual boundaries that prevent Epic from turning it into an evil corpo overlord? Well, there's a handful of things they could do that wouldn't get them dinged for anti-competitive, right? There's a handful of things they could do. Number one, they could start to push out tool updates and patches and, and fixes and changes to the engine itself and not let you have them right they'd be like yeah we're doing this nice new update this great new suite and uh yeah it's not five percent anymore it's uh seven it's a seven percent royalty share if you upgrade to unreal 5.1 and companies are like "Ooh, that stuff looks so good Ah, there's efficiency there's pipeline benefits there's bandwidth benefits there's resource benefits shoot you see what i'm saying that's the fear I think some people might have about this is CD Projekt Red says, hey, let's get everything on UE5. And let's say another couple companies start doing the same thing. And then in like seven years, Unreal Engine is getting a nice dope update. But guess what? It comes with a slightly higher licensing royalty share agreement. You know? Like, I think people have this notion that I'm anti-industry or corporation. I'm not. I'm anti-non-competition. Also, in regards to Nexon, like I said yesterday, I don't have a company. I don't hate a company for trying to make money. I hate a company for being scummy and disgusting about it. Yeah, well, distinguishing being about money and being scummy and disgusting about it gets real gray really quick when you start looking at all your favorite games and favorite companies, Wheeze. Gets real murky, bro. You're going to pretend that all the companies you support and all the games you buy are some squeaky clean, righteous, like, developer commercial priests? Are you? Are we going to pretend that? I'm not saying you can't be worse than another company. It sounds like Nexon's pretty bad from everything you trotted out yesterday. But making money and prioritizing profit, those waters get murky real quick if you want to start talking about, well, this company's scummy. Yeah? What about all the other companies we support? They're all doing real similar stuff. (laughs) Prioritizing the bottom line, overworking their people, underpaying their staff. Like, I don't know, man. We start trying to get righteous about who, what companies we support. uh, It's going to get real gray real quick. You know, it's going to get real gray real quick. (laughs) Because, you know... Not every company is the devil, but they might have some red eyeliner on. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, I know where you're coming from. You're like, these companies are the worst of the worst. And you're not pretending that the other companies that you enjoy and the other games that you support aren't also doing bad things. You know, companies need money to survive. And the bigger the company, the more money they need, which is why EA is the most greedy. Yeah, I hope nobody's wearing Nike. Yeah, or using an iPhone. <laughs> I think YouTube's running like trash right now, or is it just me on mobile? Uh, Swaglord, we had multiple complaints this morning for people about mobile. See if there's an update. I got an update yesterday. Let me see if there's another one. Uh, they're doing They're doing UI updates and pushes, and it's breaking stuff for sure. 
No, yeah, I got an update for the for the YouTube app on iPhone literally yesterday, so you could double check that. Yeah, I don't know. We are we are literally going to painfully drag our face to twenty thousand subs. Up one, down one. Up one, down one. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> this is why I don't boycott companies. Um. Is it mean? What's that type of practice to scare off potential new customers? All right, let's bring things back. We've been talking about this for about an hour. I want to bring things back to CD Projekt Red. All right, we've debated UE5 enough. I've heard multiple sides and angles on this. I've heard concerns and, and worries about what might happen if, like, everything goes UE5. Let's, let's get off that train track for a minute because people coming in for CD Projekt Red News or info about Witcher 4 or the Cyberpunk sequel, right? Yeah, I saw that, Eugene. Very exciting that Dakota Fanning is apparently a part of the next Kojima game. I, I, I love her. Anyway, I'm curious what you think about this. The CD Projekt Red walks out and says, we're making three new you know, Witcher games and another new IP and a cyberpunk sequel, right? And my question is, does announcing this many games, projects, and companies concern you given cyberpunk scope creep, right? Oh, I'm sorry. It's L fanning, not Dakota, not Dakota fanning. I'm, I'm sorry. L's the younger one. Yeah. Dakota's the, Dakota's the older that was in I am Sam. It's L Fanning. My bad. Misspoke. I do that all the time with that. I, she probably gets that all the time. It's probably irritating as the younger sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, L Fanning. Um, so, given what happened with Cyberpunk Scope Creep, are you concerned at all about them announcing this many games? Right? They're announcing a lot of games all at once. Yeah, she's been in a lot of she's been in a lot of movies. I liked her in uh, in Curious Case of Benjamin Button. She was really good in that. I'm trying to think of what else I've seen her in that I really really like her in. Elle Fanning. I can't think of it. I, I I've seen her in something recently and thought she was so good, and it's slipping my mind. What would I have watched recently with her? I can't think of it. Um, words you never thought you'd hear you say. I love Dakota Fanning, but I agree. Oh, I actually like both. I like both Dakota and L Fanning. I, I like them both. Uh, I think CD Projekt Red ventured far off their comfort zone from Witcher to Cyberpunk, so I think Cyberpunk sequel could be potentially legendary given everything that they've learned. Well, it sounds like the Cyberpunk sequel is going to be built by a new team that they're going to be starting stateside over here in Boston. It sounds like maybe two teams will be spearheading it, Vancouver and Boston, right? I have an Android update for the YouTube app yesterday, says Mike Quad. It was actually been working better than usual. Okay, so Mike Quad got an update yesterday for the YouTube app on Android, and I got one for iPhone, so maybe you need to uh, to update. You watch that Catherine movie? No, uh-uh. Catherine the Great? No. Dan with a $5 tip through Super Chat. Software is way different than uh, commodities or physical items. Once software is developed, the demand is met. They make their profit differently. Uh, okay. I also got a YouTube update as well. Yeah, she was in Maleficent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
with all these people learning UE5, then they try to raise it above 5%. Won't the devs take what they learn and then apply it to in-house systems? It's not that simple. Once you convert all your assets and tools over to UE5, homie, you can't just be like, let's go backwards. Brock says quantity versus quality. Hopefully they can achieve both, but unlikely it's usually one or the other. Right, that's the concern, is usually quantity and quality have an intrinsic and inherent relationship, so yeah, it's concerning. It is. Uh, Not a problem for me since I'm a Final Fantasy fan. They announce a ton of games uh, and we know they're years away from release. My Samsung Smart TV also got an update. I can see the video descriptions now. Oh, nice. Good to see YouTube pushing out good updates to, like, all platforms, not just mobile, but TV as well. It seems UE5 has made CDPR bolder than ever. They always had a plan on multiple game projects, but not in this scope. So, Cross Raven thinks that this is related to the UE5 update. CD Projekt Red over the next few years is great. Uh, you think the ambition for them is great, says Dustin Madudes. Uh, I wish them the best. Just want to chip in, says Daniel. I'm not worried at all for the next Cyberpunk game. The city is done being built. It'll take half the time if they do that again. They can focus on content and quality now. Let's get it. Well, let me push back a little bit on what you're saying, Daniel. Yes, they've already built the city. They have, okay? However, they said all future product would be in Unreal 5, which means they would have to port the entire city they'd have to port the entire city over to UE5. So they can't just take the city that's in Red Engine right now and use it. Because the the CEO basically said, listen, the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion is the last project in Red Engine. He said all future product will be in UE5. Still helps a ton. Yeah, I mean, some things are benefited by having an existing build of something when you switch engines, for sure. I, I'm not, I, w- I won't dispute that. That definitely does help. But it certainly is going to have an effect. Chat, where is everybody? What is going on? I got, I got M talking to me. Where'd y'all go? You assume it'll be in Night City again? I don't know. I don't know. We are... Is YouTube acting up again? Are you guys having to refresh chat? There's many other cities it could be. I happen to think that the Cyberpunk sequel is not going is not going to be in the exact same city again. I don't I don't I don't think so. You guys we're being left alone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. YouTube's been very squirrely. Not like nothing feels familiar. Everything feels weird. Sorry at work, gotta pretend. No, it's okay if you're lurking, but it's always weird when chat comes to a dead stop. I'm like, what? Did my chat break? Watching from work, we'll chat when I can. You're good, you're good. It's just a test. I usually don't call out lurkers. We love our lurkers. Lurkers are the lifeblood. But I'm like, man, chat just came to a dead stop. What happened? Because chat's been glitching periodically. It'll be like reconnecting, and then all of a sudden it's back. And sometimes it won't say reconnecting. I'll have to refresh it myself. What's involved with porting? I picture it just being plugging in a cable and running a program. No, no. Yeah, Revive Farmer says chat crashed. Yeah, I thought so. I'm here. Nothing contribute to conversation. Enjoy Friday. No worries, Willie. No worries. 
I had uh, a pretty butterfly land on my laptop and was taking pictures with my phone. It posed for me, wings spread and all. We were walking last uh, two nights ago, and there was a dead monarch in the street, and I was like, "Oh, that's so sad." You know, they're so they're so pretty. It looks so tragic. Just a dead monarch in the street. Just just came in. New projects for CD. Love my A-Team shirt. Don't forget, this comes from 80s Tees. If you grew up with the A-Team, you can get this shirt from 80s Tees. Remember to use my code over there. Remember to use my code. Always remember the best way to support this stream is to be here every single day. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button so you can talk in chat. Help us hit 20,000 subs. We're 19 subscribers away, so help us hit that goal. Uh, Give some members. That always gets the sub count going up. Maybe consider becoming a member on your own. That, uh... That supports... You get grossed out by monarchs? Monarch butterflies are awesome! I always feel like monarch butterflies look like tiny dragons. I don't know why. Their their legs and their wings, they look like tiny dragons. What's the significance of moving to Boston? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll make it easier to hire stateside talent? Possibly? You know? I that that's pot that's possible dead monarch in the street is that nemo song yes migratory monarch butterflies are now endangered are they really boston from videos i've seen is beautiful at night high-tech city that's a dragonfly no 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 no, no. i'm not talking about a dragonfly when i look at a butterfly it reminds me of a dragon it's because of the patterns in their wings dragonflies look like like little planes such an odd choice. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cold is... Sh- <laughs> well, that's what happened to dragons over millions of years of captivity. Yeah, yeah now that, that we call them butterflies. No sun. Could be could be a cost of living thing. Could be... I don't know. It could be that it's easier to find and hire and pay people there. I, I have no idea why they chose Boston. Butterflies are symbolic of my wife's family. I nicknamed my wife Dragonfly in reference to them. They're moving the next uh, to a team they already have posted in Boston. Oh, so that's why they're doing it. Boston is where CD Projekt Red third-party devs are stationed. Basically, it's about to become neighbors. So they have... Okay, that's why. There's an existing location there now. That makes sense. Okay, I get that. That that that. Okay, it's not just like they didn't like throw a dart at the at a at a board of the United States and just pick Boston randomly. Ugh. Project Sirius being multiplayer action Witcher games already stepping into new territory for CDPR. Right. So this is what I hope for that one. So if you guys didn't hear about this one. The Witcher Project Sirius, or like The Witcher Sirius, it's apparently going to have multiplayer. And then there's the other ones. There's like Canis Majoris and, oh, shh, Polaris. P- uh, Polaris, the, the Witcher Polaris is basically The Witcher 4, but they're not going to call it Witcher 4. It's a new saga, a new trilogy. They've already committed and said like then when Polaris lands, there'll be two more titles after it. And so... I've been kind of asking people today, like, does this sound like a big problem? Is this a big deal? You know, are they announcing too much? Is this going to develop into, like, scope creep the way that Cyberpunk turned into scope creep? Because, like, Cyberpunk 2077 got a little too big for its britches, and I think that's one of the things that hurt it. 
Porting from Red Engine to UE5 doesn't require original or creative thought. Just need a team to copy what was already been designed to a new engine. Coders who excel at both engines would help. Sometimes, I'm fairly certain I've read at least two interviews, but sometimes in those scenarios, they actually opt to rebuild. It's just easier. It's easier to rebuild from scratch. Now, they know what they're building, right? They don't need, like, help building it because they're not building, like, a room or a building or a city that they've never built before. They're... They've got the specs already. But a lot of the times, they don't port it. They just rebuild the actual the actual settings. Like, well, we no, the streets and the cars and the buildings and the lights. We gotta we gotta build all this from scratch. If you guys are just tuning in, the latest CDPR update, if you've been paying attention to the CD Project Red update, they posted a, a video, they had an earnings call, an investor call. They announced a lot. They announced basically what The Witcher 4 was going to look like. It's not going to be called that. They announced two other Witcher games in addition to that one. And that's when they announced the Cyberpunk sequel. We already we already covered the Cyberpunk 2077 sequel this week. That's why I'm not talking about it too much. Um, uh, react to Wildheart gameplay trailer already did on this vi- on the day it came out you can go watch the VOD it's it's on this channel chat's acting weird you responded to a message I sent like 20 minutes ago that ago then maybe you're behind I Project Hadar might be an actual star game aka space related uh, good morning all slept in what's good Simon the Witcher Battle Royale. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's hiring team, and that's a bit less than the new engine port actually is. The projects are named after prominent stars. Yeah, Canis Majoris, Polaris, and uh, the one that we just talked about. Um, Canis Majoris, Polaris, and. I'm, it just left my freaking brain. Serious, yeah, serious. And then Hadar. So thinking that Hadar would be space based, they're they're all. Um, what is Google? Ha- Man, Google just pulled an error. Okay, I was like, what? Uh, Hadar may refer to Beta Centauri. Which is a star. Yeah, they're all named after stars. Yeah, Orion, Sirius, uh, Canis Majoris. uh, Canis Majoris, or Canis Major, is a constellation in the Southern Celestial Hemisphere. It was included and counted among the 88 modern constellations. Yeah, I. That, what do they call it? That because it looks like a dog. It it looks like a it looks like a dog, right? That's what it looks like to me. I'm assuming that's why they call it that. <clears throat> Canis Major apparently contains Sirius. So Canis Majoris, um, Canis Majoris contains the Sirius star. That's interesting. I wonder if that's a clue about anything. So the Canis Majoris is a collection, and then Sirius is a star, like, at the throat of the dog. 
Are they Greek stars? Because I've never heard of them. At least, uh, bought like Paris Hilton. She's a way more popular star. Oh my gosh. I'm tempted to just get the Japanese version of what exactly? Gluteus Maximus, that's your favorite? Yeah, yeah. I, I like Gluteus Maximus. I can't lie about that. I have to, uh, I couldn't go any further with the job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really like Gluteus Maximus. I cannot lie. And other other people can't deny that <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That's pretty freaking awful. That's it. We're done. Shut it down. <laughs> shut the, Shut the show down. <laughs> oh my gosh. I immediately regretted typing that. <laughs> uh, well, we needed 16 subs of 20,000. Now I need 45. Great joke. <laughs> We're knocking on the door at 20,000 subs and YouTube is just being so cruel to us this week. It's like we're, we're only streaming to the core audience. It doesn't matter what the frick I cover. You know what I'm saying? It's like... A brand new game could have fell out of the sky and we cover it and, and we w- and we wouldn't get good treatment this week, man. YouTube flipped some kind of a switch and we have been, I'm telling you, man, we'll be fine next week. That stupid Just Dance stream. We did a Just Dance stream to celebrate members and obviously it has music in it and obviously it gets copyright claims. And the last time we had that happen with the Star Wars stream, we got punished for like a week. Um... As soon as you get 20k, I'm un- I'm unsubbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mobile app update uh, has been trash, man. I'm telling you, it's been rough on other streams. Did you get the update, TJ Rage? Because somebody in Discord said they downloaded the mobile app update and it made things way, way better. Yo, Super Gaming's like, I'll help out. I'll do five gifted memberships. Maybe we can get some subs from that. Guys, make sure and click allow gifts. Dwayne Foley, Dwayne Foy Jr., brand new this morning, has been contributing in positive, and YouTube decides to reward him with a membership. Ward Huff, Sleepy Kraken, Vodou, and David K. A lot of times when you gift members, they become a sub to say thank you, and they join the community. A lot of people right now sitting on the fence, not subbing in chat, could push us to that 20k subs. Quit being stubborn, man. Log in. If you're enjoying the show, quit being a fence sitter. Uh, That's an impressive bird. Yeah. My wife a month ago. Oh, the owl. Man. That's crazy. Who's the woman holding her? <laughs> I updated YouTube looking better now. Nice, 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 nice. The stream is like a born McDonald bit when he intentionally bombs. That's right, that's right. Oh, like a Norm McDonald bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slowly but surely, people will update their app, and then next week we'll probably be in a better situation. We've had people complaining all week about problems with the, with the platform. I convinced my buddies to sub to your channel, but they tuned in right for that terrible joke, and they changed their mind. <laughs> sure, Abe, sure. I'm, I'm so sure that, that you have friends. Um, the Dan's a task like hitting a 14-month milestone, and it's a tier 2. Thank you so much. New mic, sounds more deep, sounds good. No, um, I've not changed anything. I haven't. The weather's a little bit colder, and sometimes when it gets a little bit colder and the temperature drops, my voice will drop a teeny bit. It'll get a little bit deeper just because 
you know some people will be like are you feeling okay you're you're you might be noticing that i don't feel weird i don't feel like i have any you know scratchiness in my throat but that might be why um i convinced all of them yeah all of them predator with 20 month milestone thank you so much onward and upward Lido jumping back in with their membership and renewing guys if you want to support the channel directly hit the join button let's get a little member train going look at all those members in chat join in the fun we do members only content every single day you can be a part of that all you got to do is click join it's five bucks tonight my wife and i will be playing a scary game in the spirit of october and that's members only so if you're around 8 p.m eastern we do that every friday night and this month's theme is scary games at the end of the month we'll be doing the star wars watch party so make sure you keep your membership going all month long phantom phoenix hitting two month milestone first two months and many more i appreciate that very very much thanks for jumping back in Call me soft, but there are a lot of things I don't like, but becoming a parent changed the best thing that happened in my life besides meeting my wife, daughters, my whole world. Oh, brother. Man, you have a little girl, and it turns you into a big softy. I cry all the time. I was already kind of an emotional guy, but my daughter is, uh, she's turning nine in a month. She's so close to double digits, man. It's crazy how fast it goes. It's October. Uh, what's the CGN? What's the CGN? What? Uh, all of them. Facts, mine's nine months. I'm in. How are we doing today? Yo, what's good, Distorted? Talk to all my friends in the joining. Whole guy. He's all in, says Nova. There we go. Yeah. We're right on the doorstep of 20K, so don't get all your friends and family to subscribe to the channel because they'll never watch. Like, don't do the, the, the inflated sub count thing. Like, that's not how I want to hit 20K. We're going to have to probably hit 20k next week, and that's fine. I'd rather get within like 5 or 6 and then blast past it. Because I don't want to hit it and then drop below and then hit it and drop below. So we're in a good holding pattern right now. We're not doing a second show today. We are not doing a second show. This is the only show today. And we thought this was pretty big. And YouTube doesn't think so. So (laughs) you guys do, though. You guys have been amazing today. You guys have been amazing all week. If you've been subbed to this channel for a while or a good long time, I really appreciate the turnout this week, the support uh, and the love, the people that have been liking and commenting on the shorts. Thank you for doing that. The people that have been tuning in for the streams. YouTube just, we we, we can't get any love uh, on search. And then when we're done, they put us in search. It's super weird. They're messing with some things. They're messing with, uh, they're, they're messing with, live stream placement on the platform so you're breathtaking people uh maybe over cd project red in general no a lot of people covered this this week eugene we always look at other channels to to gauge where the interest is and the interest is there i just we can't get cert we can't get put on search it doesn't matter what we cover it's something that youtube changed there was a time where i would be in both People would be finding me on their homepage, or they'd be hiding, finding me on suggest, they'd be finding me on search. For two weeks now, we just don't show, we just, we get no search results, unless we cover a big game reveal like Dead Space. So, let's throw out another discussion question, though. Let's throw out another discussion question. If you found me today on your homepage, suggest, or search results, you're a gem, we want to meet you, hit subscribe, let us know how you found us, let us know what you think of all the stuff. Which game... Which game interests you the most? Okay. There is a New Witcher Saga. 
there, which is basically The Witcher 4, but they're not going to call that. There's The Witcher game that's going to have multiplayer, and then there's The Witcher game that's going to be like a standalone RPG, sort of just separate from the new saga. And then there's the Cyberpunk sequel. And then there's the brand new IP. Did the first Ascendant video do well? Both videos yesterday, once I wasn't live, started getting great results in search. And it's like, that's no good to me. I mean, thank you, but can you please do that when I'm live? Like, (laughs) We started getting good results after we weren't live. It's like, they don't quite know how to treat a live stream just yet. It's like, once it's a video, then they know what to do with it. And because you guys have been so awesome, they're like, hey, that's a good video. You know what I mean? New Witcher... Brand new IP, New Witcher. Well, there's a couple New Witchers. Like, which of the New Witchers are you looking forward to? Which of the New Witchers are you looking forward to? This one or... The New Witcher Saga first, New IP second, Cyberpunk sequel third. Kratos says Witcher Saga, then the Witcher standalone, then the Cyberpunk sequel, then Witcher multiplayer. See, I think I'm drawn to the Witcher game with multiplayer. Because I want to have a game... I want a co-op experience I'm, I've am i played so many games over the years I want to be able to boot up both my Playstation 5's, both my nice TV's and play a game with my wife like that's what I want and so many games are not offering co-op it's so frustrating, there's so many great games that I would love to just be able to experience the big open world game with my wife that's what I'd like to see ahem <clears throat> I've never played The Witcher, but I'm holding out for the update. Uh, coming to play it. I've heard it's a good game. Oh, like the next gen. Yeah, The Witcher 3 next gen update or whatever they're calling it. I don't know if they've given it like an official name. That's probably what everybody's calling it. Uh, so much going on in The Witcher. Gotham Knights is going to be co-op. Any predictions for how the multiplayer will work? I would imagine since they said this is the description let me let's go read the description they said that it is Sirius is a code name for the game being developed by the molasses flood set in the Witcher universe and created with support from CDPR it will differ from our past productions offering multiplayer gameplay on top of single player of a single player experience including a campaign with quests and a story that's going to fall into one of two categories because when they say it's a multiplayer gameplay on top of the single player experience that either means it's coming alongside and you can play with somebody else and experience co-op together or it's pvp like dueling or something kind of like um whatever the frick the what is that game the, the game where you stand off and fight pvp it's not chivalry it's the other one it's the one they've like completely reinvented it you play online it's like sword fights it, it'd be like it might be like that i think it sounds more like like what paul's saying yeah for honor thank you yeah, it might be PvP like for honor, but the fact that they say it's multiplayer on top of the single player experience, that doesn't sound like a separate thing. That sounds like an integrated thing. 
right? I don't feel like it's going to be like a For Honor, where, yeah, you can play through another Witcher game, or you can go fight PvP. It sounds like that will be the general theme change, is, no, this is a, this is a Witcher universe you can experience with other people. It truly died. Oh, yo, uh, yeah, Witcher MMO, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want that word in chat. Monster Hunter style for Witcher would make the most sense. Even Geralt uh, could be a guest character. Uh, Yeah, I think it sounds like a live service Witcher, like a multiplayer, go out into the world, experience quest, experience a campaign. I'm thinking because of how large the Witcher universe is, it'll be an MMO. Could be a co-op RPG play with another person you think cyberpunk could turn live service yes listen I made this prediction a while ago I said that I believed Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Assassin's Creed Infinity was going to impact the market and I think you're going to start to see people build a big huge world and then say and then say, let's stay in this world for a long time. They'll turn a lot of their games into live service games. That's 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 what I believe. They're going to say, listen, we spent all this time building this world, this map, these mechanics, the, you know, the enemies. Let's just keep expanding the world. Like, I feel like I feel like they Valhalla charted new territory and infinity is going to sort of be like the beginning of the the beginning of that they'll they're going to say hey this can be kind of an ongoing thing infinity is going to be more of a hub but i do think valhalla's paved the way because i've said i've said look like what they did with the ghost of tsushima legends and the loot and everything there that's 100% going to turn into like a live service Tsushima in the future. That's what I think. I think there's going to be, you know, you make a samurai, you you train under Jin, you become a ghost. They can add regions, experiences, different enemy types, different move sets, different stances you have to learn and master. Um, isn't that the rage? Complain about no new IPs? Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I would say these are new IPs. They're new IPs under the franchise's umbrella because starting a brand new Witcher saga, it's not like they're just picking up and here's another game about Geralt or, you know, here's another game about, you know, that 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 Witcher storyline. I would argue that these are like new IPs with an asterisk. It's like, well, they're not new IPs, but they also kind of are new IPs because it's just they're building within that universe. Kind of like how like the Elder Scrolls Online wasn't a new IP, but it was a new IP. It was underneath the Elder Scrolls banner and franchise heading, but it was a brand new game. Built in that universe and world. So I would say people complaining about like, oh, more Witcher, more Cyberpunk. I, yeah. Could we get 29 more likes on the video, guys? If you're enjoying the conversation and the thoughts... Hit that subscribe button as well. You'll be able to talk in my chat. I don't think we've got that many new people in chat. We, we, we're, we're crawling ever slowly to 20,000 subs. People like this guy are the worst people in the gaming community. Literally, all they do is complain. Everything there. This guy and everyone. Oh, critical. Okay, cool. 
hide user thanks so much Wallace for leaving a hate riddled comment and no longer talk here they could do multiplayer a bit like the hunt showdown I think Sucker Punch is going to out-prioritize Naughty Dog soon at Sony. Ghost of Tsushima was a heavy hitter. It's like Forza Horizon versus Forza Motorsport, or Halo or Halo Wars, Gears, Gears Tactics. We're humans, we complain, and crab, and sleep. Live service is the future, says Dan. There will be exclusive titles to disprove the law, but that just proves the law. Are you streaming Monday? Yes, I'll be streaming Monday. What's 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 the holiday? Wait, what holiday is Monday? Huh? Col- no, I am not taking that day off. Love Sucker Punch, but no. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that prediction, Morgan. That like Sucker Punch is going to out prioritize Naughty Dog. N- not Naughty Dog. Oh me. No. No, 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 no. Oh, is it Thanksgiving in Canada? It's Thanksgiving on Monday? So, for Thanksgiving in Canada, what do you guys do? Do you, like, do you just, do you pour maple syrup on a pig and then chase it through town? I mean, if anybody gets hurt, you just have free health care. How do you guys sell <laughs> Canadian bacon chase. You gotta chase that Canadian bacon, baby. You know? Just all that maple syrup in the street. We celebrate just like you do? No, no, no. I, I highly doubt, I, I, I doubt that. <laughs> Insults are not funny. Chat's laughing. <laughs> Chat's laughing. <laughs> I don't live up there, Christina. You can't compel my speech. I'll make fun of Canada all I want. <laughs> uh, we celebrate the same way you do. You get you overeat and watch football. <laughs> uh, YouTuber canceled over Canadian holidays. Naughty Dog sequel to Tilu sold half as much as the first game. Um, this is the only stream today. Yes, sorcerer. It's better than realizing you're an American. I need to realize I'm an American. What? I don't. How do I not realize it? <laughs> hey, my man, Dave gifting five members of the community. Cat got one daily grind. Meadow Pixie. Just Barker, Sam Thompson, all five are gone. Come on, let's get a little thing going. Soccer, we pick up. Uh, Team Trophy will be at concession stand tomorrow morning. Okay, cool. Guys, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, hit it. Gifted members are awesome. You know what's even more awesome? Someone clicking join all on their own. Click it on their own. Riv says Canadians are Americans too. <laughs> yeah, you're a North American, so <laughs> suck, suck it. 
You're basically an American. <laughs> uh, I sometimes forget I'm in the U.S. until my daily bald eagle screeches over my apartment to wake me up. <laughs> I sometimes forget I'm in the U.S. until my daily bald eagle screeches over my apartment to wake up. (laughs) And then someone shoots a gun in the air and shouts, America. (laughs) You're like, oh gosh, I had a dream that I was back in Canada. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, man. Sure, it didn't, but Tilu stopped moving. It barely has outsold Ghost. Which is a new IP, and ND games are very expensive. Night Dog games are very expensive. Um, I don't know, bro. I think you're looking at things too narrowly. You're looking at just pure game sales. Um, last took five years at 17 million. Uh, Tlu two has over 10 million in two years. Yeah, and they really seem to believe in the property. They do. They really seem to believe in the property because they're doing a show. They just did the remake. They're doing a show. All that's probably the runway to building up a budget for the third game. I don't know. I feel like Naughty Dog is is in a is in a very very great position. Listen, I love Sucker Punch and I love Ghost of Tsushima. If what you're saying becomes half true, I'll be excited. Like if Tsushima and Sucker Punch become in ingrained into the product and the brand like and everyone's like yeah Tsushima's got a bigger budget and they're doing more with Tsushima then you know that's awesome but I, I really don't think Naughty Dog is in danger of being like edged out I thought we were premiering that creature are we premiering are we gonna premiere my Mario reaction instead I thought we were premiering that. Oh, 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 you scheduled it. Okay, Discord Discord freaked me out. Okay, it's scheduled. Okay, cool, 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 cool. No worries, no worries. You, freaking Discord is like, you. if you do anything. Did you notice last night? I can edit tweets now. And if I edit the tweet, it updates in Discord as well. Like anything you do, that little Discord bot's like, hey, attendance check. What's good, Homer? No one's able to answer. What raging snakes say? What's the question, raging snake? Uh, what is Thanksgiving exactly? What are you celebrating? Curious. Oh, come on! Don't do that. Like, go go use Google. That's not what my stream is for. How can you say Canadians mess up bacon? Have you seen that burnt to a crisp piece of crap the U.S. called breakfast bacon? If it's burnt to a crisp, that means someone overcooked it. We don't really burn our bacon most of the time. Now, some people do because they really like it crispy, but that's a that's a preference thing. If the average restaurant and breakfast, if you go to a breakfast joint in America, like a really, really well-known one, and you order bacon, it's not burnt, bro. That's something people do in their homes. Like, my son does not like it crispy. He likes it to be cooked. It's cooked, but he doesn't like it to be like crunch, crunch, crispy. He, he actually has a very specific preference yeah some places bake it they just put that's what my wife does she just puts it in the oven yeah I, that's actually over crispy or like burnt bacon is not a common thing actually I, it is and I think more people like it in the in the 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 good lane golly frick 
cannot stay on this one. Makes it easier to capture the grease too. I don't know if we've tried air frying the bacon. That might be that might be cool to try. Oh, we do need to remember. We do need to remember. This is a good thing to to, to point out that they are making a Tsushima movie, so they're backing that property very well too. So we we could see a really really great second film. I'm so, I'm sorry, second game for Ghost of Tsushima. We really really could. We're getting a ghost movie. Yikes! Why is it a yikes? It's gonna be in Japanese. It's gonna have Japanese actors, and I'm fairly certain. Did they tell you when the gin actor recreating the hot spring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was funny. I forget who the director is. Live action is usually butt. Have you ever watched like a Kung Fu Samurai movie? What are you talking about? It could be, it's going to be, I I actually think it's probably going to be amazing. Ghost of Tsushima movie director Chad Stahelski is an American stuntman and film director. He's known for directing John Wick. That's a mic drop. It's going to be freaking awesome. <laughs> What's that? It's going to be in Japanese? Dope. Wait, what would you say? Japanese actors? Awesome. Wait, what? John Wick's director? Sign me up. <laughs> like, Are you kidding me, bro? It's going to be amazing. It's I, like, I'm already excited. I haven't even seen a trailer. Yeah, Hero with Jet Li. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were stunt coordinators before they made those movies. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be awesome. That means he knows how to create up, you know, really good. That's probably why that action in John Wick is just so, so moment to moment awesome. If you guys are just tuning in, we're well off the rails. The CDPR update, the CD Project Red update was significant. Seems pretty drastic. They're announcing tons of games. Everything's going to be in Unreal 5. We've been debating it and discussing it for quite a while this morning. If you have any questions, hit subscribe and chime in in my chat. Could I get 16 more likes on this video if you've just tuned in for the day? Make sure you're not on top chat so you can see what everybody is saying so you're on live chat and smash that like button. That's a great ritual to go through every day you come into the stream. Naughty Dog franchises have moved approximately 80 million in sales. Let me know when Sucker Punch hits 50 if you want to say that Sucker Punch is going to start to be prioritized over Naughty Dog. Oh, he also made Day Shift on Netflix. Nice. Uncharted did not flop. Wait. The movie? I feel like it did. Uncharted has become the 8th highest grossing film of 2022 at the box office. Talking about critical response, it received a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And Rotten Tomatoes scored it as a 41% from from the community. So it was the 8th highest grossing film, so they made tons of money, but it got absolutely shredded by the community. So... That's a flop? What? 8th highest grossing film? 
It's in the top 10 for the year. How's that a flop? What do you mean? A ton of stuff. A ton of big movies came out this year, didn't it? In being in the top 10, can you imagine making a movie and being in the top 10 of all of all of the highest grossing movies of the year and you're in the top 10 and people are like, "Yeah, it was a flop." I'm I don't know if that's possible to be in the top 10 and be and be a flop. That doesn't sound right. Have a billion, bro. That's dog sh- It didn't get reviewed very well. If you turn your brain off, it was entertaining. Get out of here with that trash, trash flop, fool. Critically bombed, box office success. Yeah, you can say it bombed with the reviews, but you can't say it flopped. Flopped indicates that it wasn't successful. They, they made they made a ton of money. They made their money back. Projections are greater than reality for finance. Do you know what their projections were? Do you did you work on the project? It can still do well and be unsuccessful. But do they have exoskeletons? What is that? What is that? And why is it allowed to live? What is that creature? Those are fake, bro. T-bone, those are fake. That is not a real thing. For reference, Cyberpunk on PC released, I was playing on a 1066 gig, and it ran as well as I expected it to. Stay on PC for sequel release, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Well, the Cyberpunk sequel is going to be on UE5, so I'm not concerned at all about performance. Maybe, funny enough, somebody was saying just this morning, I think it was Wheezy, that the Unreal Engine has problems on PC that have continued, and most of the games I see on PC and Unreal are, are great. Rule of thumb for movies is double the budget. That's how much it actually cost. Well, I don't know what the budget was. I don't know what the budget was for for that. I have no idea. That's not fake. Those bad boys are real. Why have we not rid the earth of them? I'm just kidding. Like I, I actually think nature's amazing and we shouldn't be destroying things just because they're hideous and ugly, but... If I were to campaign against something, I would be campaigning against coconut crabs look like demon spawn, bro. At least they're crabs and not spiders. If they were spiders, I I, I think we'd have to get rid of them. We'd have to nuke the site for more, but it's the only way to be sure. You know, wherever they live, it's time. Get the, get the nuke codes, man. If those were spiders... <laughs> UE5 seems to be the best engine of the current era for PC and consoles, says Xerox. Frostbite sucks. 343's engine sucks. Red Engine has its issues. I actually wonder if the frontrunner for for best engine right now would actually be Insomniac's in-house engine. I think it's been the most impressive. We haven't seen much from Unreal out in the wild except for Fortnite. Unreal 5 is not really out in the wild right now, aside from Fortnite. So, right now, I would say the most impressive engine out in the wild is Insomniac's first first party engine. Or, or, is that what it's called? The Decima engine? 
Yeah, well, no, the Decima is the one that like Death Stranding and uh, and and uh, Horizon is in. That one, that one also, yeah, yeah. I think though, I think they would be considered some of the most impressive engines out right now. They're in the wild. You can go play their games. Decima has been putting out photorealistic in games before UE5. Yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta wait for UE5 to get out into the wild. Hellblade 2 will probably be a big change in the narrative. It will. I think I think Hellblade 2 is gonna really change the narrative. People are gonna be like, holy frick. Decima's being used on some of their London games right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got you got what's Insomniac's in-house engine called? They probably don't have a name for it, do they? Oops. Um Yeah, that's gross. It's one thing to try to post like a creepy picture, but don't post something where some poor animal's being like cut open. Insomniac engine. Insomniac games. It sounds like they might just call it the Insomniac engine. Quick Google search. Looks like they just call it the Insomniac engine. Their engine is called, we make games faster than everyone else. You are trash. Get effed. (laughs) The Insomniac engine. Yeah, that's what it's called. Hey, if you're just tuning in, we're getting a little bit of a viewership bump. That might be a blip on YouTube. I don't know anymore. The viewership doesn't communicate what it used to communicate to me sometimes but if you actually just got here we've been talking about the cdpr update there was a cd project red update about the witcher 4 the cyberpunk sequel and the switch to unreal engine 5 we've been debating and discussing that for the past two hours if you just got here hit subscribe let us know what you think in chat about all the announcements we need a couple more likes for 400 likes so smash that as well Uh, We were debating whether or not a bunch of companies are going to start switching to Unreal 5. We've also discussed, like, if they're going to announce this many games, this many projects, and this many companies working on CDPR properties, is that a concern? Does it worry you? Um, Is the big Witcher push... This is my last discussion question. Is the big Witcher push concerning? So many titles could dilute the franchise and make it feel more like a product. Are you concerned that CD Projekt Red is basically taking their golden child, their golden goose, which is The Witcher, and are they saying, let's throw this everywhere, let's have four Witcher titles or three Witcher titles or whatever? Does it is that concerning? Instead of just being like, let's do a new Witcher saga, they're literally doing a new Witcher saga, Witcher 4, a new Witcher trilogy. They won't be calling it The Witcher 4, by the way. But then they're not just doing that. They're doing two other Witcher titles in addition. Does that feel like they're kind of trying to take the golden child and over, over, overspend it? The golden goose, right? Their big property, their big title that everybody loves the most is the Witcher. And they're seemingly trying to get a whole lot out of it. They're trying to get a lot out of that title. Seemingly. I'm curious if you guys find that to be concerning. If you're a fan of The Witcher, you know, that could be that could be a problem. 
We ain't talking about what he just said. We chilling. Close the door. Take off your shoes. What? CDPR is going the Ubisoft route. Might end up flooding the market with their own product like another Ubisoft. Right? Right? Ubisoft did so many of certain properties and they just killed some of the projects. It's like good hunting. It's a good time. I just don't enjoy sticking in... Oh, hang on. You guys are talking about something else. Too Witcher, too serious. Having beer after work with the best live stream on YouTube. Love it. Thank you, Blake. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. Don't forget tonight, if you're a member, I'll be streaming a scary game with my wife, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's basically eight hours from now. Eight and a half hours from now. It might be too late for some of y'all, but if you're around, we look forward to seeing you guys tonight. Um... Seriously though, Insomniac's output's mind-boggling. It really is. Is CDPR really doing seven games in nine years? They didn't give a timeline. They didn't say that. Wait, did they say that? They plan on dumping seven games in the next nine years. I think they're delusional. They said that in the update? I mean, they have other companies working on the properties. Am I crazy or wanting a live service ratchet game? No, you're not. Can you imagine creating your own little guy and your own little weapons and your own little skill tree? Let's see Lono do a Let's Play of Subnautica DLC. What the hell? Uh, As long as there are different types of games. Let's keep it relevant in here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing in Discord. Uh, they did three years till the next Witcher. Uh, within six years, all those games. Hey, hang on, let me read this. Three years till the next Witcher. Within six, all of those games will be out. Really? But that wasn't seven. What do you mean? They announced like four games, five games. They didn't. They announced seven games. Six years after the new game is out, of course. I feel like your summary doesn't line up with what I read. Where are all these other games going to come from? Right? Where are all these people coming from? If you're just tuning in, where'd you find me? Did you Was I suddenly on your homepage? Did you get an alert? Did you get a ping? Why are we suddenly getting people in the stream? Where'd you all come from? This has never happened this late in a stream before. What is YouTube doing? I want to know, if you're in the chat right now and you just got here, please tell me where where you came from. Am I getting suggested? Rated? Did, did, did somebody post my link somewhere? Where, where are y'all coming from? This is not this is not normative. Talk about the Mario movie. I have a reaction going up today, Anthony Grant, on my reaction channel. Make sure you subscribe to all my channels. Reforge Reacts will be getting my reaction to the Mario trailer. Bruce says home. I was on your homepage just now? I took today off so I could watch live today. Always been sub. Thank you, Orange Cat. Appreciate that. Came from Spotify. Really? Thanks, Rockin' Hard Dude. I really never got into the Witcher game series because I never played one uh, or two on the old Xbox days, but the Witcher 3 game. Huh. From YouTube Recommend? What is happening? YouTube is being very weird. We heard you were talking about America. <laughs> 
I mean, I'll take it. Welcome on in. If you've never been here before, the name of the channel is Reforge Gaming. We do a talk show Monday through Friday. Usually this late in the talk show, we're not gaining lots of people. It's usually the opposite. So welcome on in. We've been discussing the CDPR update. There was a big CD Project Red update. They uh, talked about The Witcher 4, which they're not going to be calling it The Witcher 4. They talked about the Cyberpunk sequel. They also talked about... There's not just one new Witcher game coming out. There's multiple. There's multiple coming out. I would love to hear what you think about all of the updates. If you want to talk in my chat, hit subscribe. We are on the doorstep of a big sub milestone. I need 13 subscribers to hit 20,000 subscribers. So thank you so much for being here. If you've never been here before, I am safe for work. So if you're enjoying the conversation, you can throw me on in the background of your day throughout the week. If I'm ever not on your homepage and you're subscribed, check your sub feed because YouTube can get funky sometimes. Always remember that, okay? That would be a good time to give some members, guys. Let's get some new members in here because tonight's going to be fun. It's October and every Friday night, I do a members-only stream with my wife. We'll be playing a scary game tonight. CDPR Poland is only working on Witcher 4, Polaris, and Project Hadar. Cyberpunk Orion will be worked on by the Boston office, while Canis Majoris and Sirius are being devved by subsidiaries and externals. Right, that's my point. Are you worried they're creating all this Witcher property? It's like they're taking their golden goose and they're really spreading it thin, potentially. Is that a concern? Like, you're taking your best property, and you're really trying to do a lot with it, right? You're you're stretching it. Is is that going to be a potential problem for The Witcher? Because look at what happened with, you know, Cyberpunk. Uh, we're pretty laid back about it, but I'm not actually just stop going off topic. Uh, just take whatever topic you're trying to discuss, go to a DM. Right. Lona has something with his son today. Uh, I think it's which why there's no second stream. That's correct, distorted. Yeah. No second stream and no roundtable today. It's my son's birthday, and he started two or three years in a row. We did a big shared birthday party. He had some friends his age, and two of those friends are girls, and they're now doing a girl's birthday party today. So... He's not invited. His birthday party's tomorrow with a friend. He's going to have an absolute blast. And I said... I will not abide this. I'm going to go hang out with my boy because my daughter's going to the girl party. So I'm going to take my boy and have some, we're going to have some fun. Him and me for his birthday. So short day for me today. I was like, I am not abiding this. Yo, Raijin just gifted 10 members of the community. CRISPR Chicken, Ronaldo, Gaines, Joshua, Zeladon, Just Wait, Trevolution, Igris Rain, Mr. Boot, Nuisance, and Tej. All of you got gifted members. I hope to see you guys tonight for the members-only stream with my wife. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you have alerts turned on. Anytime you become a member to this channel, you get access to my members-only Discord as well as the daily members-only content that we do here on the channel all the time. Happy birthday to your boy. Thank you. No roundtable? No. No, we, I, we, the birthday party that my daughter's going to is like right when the roundtable would have typically started. If you guys are typically not here on Friday, the, the Reforge roundtable happens every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on this channel. Turnout has not been that great, and I think some of it's because of the thumbnail and the topic. We're going to start making the thumbnail look a little bit more like my thumbnail, so if it's in your feed, you'll recognize it. And number two, we'll have a central topic. And I also am going to try and talk about it a little bit more during the week, because... 
if this sub if the sub base in this channel isn't supporting that podcast we're gonna have to do something else with it and i don't think we should have to do that i think a lot of you would enjoy the show you might just not know about it right you're listening to a podcast all week long i don't know why you wouldn't enjoy the friday one so if you can be around friday afternoons for the round table make sure you're you're, you're setting that time aside I just showed up. What's going on? No Man's Sky 4.0 just dropped today as well. We have an update on Reforge updates about No Man's Sky 4.0. It's a great reason to be subscribed to all of our channels. Somebody this morning, I think it was Sven, he was like, look at this crazy update in No Man's Sky. And I was like, yeah, we we pushed out a video about that yesterday. <laughs> Ubisoft thinks you should pay 120 for Far Cry 6 Game of the Year Edition. Oh, golly. Do I need to record a shout-out for your son's birthday since you did for mine? No, that's okay. You don't need to do that. I feel like oversaturation could be a potential, says Siege Master, with all of the various Witcher games that they announced. If you missed it, there was a CD Projekt Red update, and they announced like four new Witcher games. I don't think they'll be overwhelmed by how many games they're working on due to how they're seeming to spread out the projects between their studios. Well, and a lot of the times, the way I look at it is... They had scope creep with Cyberpunk, which, you know, we, we say what you will about Cyberpunk. Th- that was one of the many problems, right, was the scope creep. The other thing to consider is, hey, you guys didn't really even know what game you seemingly wanted to build. We now need 11 subscribers to hit 20,000 subscribers. We are right on the doorstep. Uh, Crispy Bogod jumping back in, hitting a 14-month milestone. So my concern was, you're announcing a Cyberpunk sequel, you're announcing The Witcher 4, basically, you're announcing another Witcher game, and another new Witcher game. How many? Oh, and then also a brand new IP. So the CDPR update was like, this is our plan for the next decade. And it seems big, it seems ambitious, it seems broad. One of the debate points this morning was the undercurrent beneath all of this is they're leaving their in-house engine, the red engine, and they're doing all of their future products in Unreal 5. So, if you guys have enjoyed this conversation, chime in with what you think about everything I just outlined. Good, bad, worrisome, concerned. Could we get 70 more likes on the video? We've had a bunch of new people strolling in, so make sure and smash the like button. Let's set our sights on 5 hundred likes my cyberpunk video over on on that click clock platform it will not quit Twenty two thousand views and i just constantly am getting comments over there just constant uh i have high hopes for cdpr cyberpunk is worth the effort in the long run get away from previous gen consoles i have my own thoughts about cyberpunk So the fact that Cyberpunk 1.6 had even a piece of it that left behind old gen, most of it landed old gen, but that was the last update to land old gen. I'm seeing YouTubers already breaking the news that Cyberpunk 2077 1.7 is going to be humongous, which lines up with the prediction that I made. I said at this stage of the game, if you're leaving behind old gen... And you're going to make your only expansion, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, that's your only expansion and it's going to be next-gen only, then something significant's going to happen to the game between now and then. And I said, listen, the numbers line up. 1.7 will be the next update. Then there's a 1.8 and a 1.9. Those will all be massive updates to the game. Then they will push out a free update to coincide with Phantom Liberty. It'll be Cyberpunk 2.0 that's what I think is going to happen 
Cyberpunk 2077 2.0. Because a 2.0 moment is a moment. It's a turning point. It's a, this is basically version 2. This is what we wanted to build. This is what we wanted to create. You think GTA 6 will be announced end of the year? I don't think so, no. It feels too early. The leaks, I think the leaks hurt that game personally. I, I don't know. I, game Awards is pr- the big announcements at Game Awards probably going to be Elden Ring DLC, uh, Spider-Man 2, maybe maybe more from Spider-Man 2. I think there's going to be a PlayStation showcase this month, but the Game Awards in 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 uh, in December um I think you're going to see Spider-Man 2, more of Spider-Man 2. I think you're going to see an Elden Ring DLC announcement. Um, GTA 6 will be announced in an upcoming in-game event in GTA 5. Work for No Man's Sky, everything changed to 2.0. Wolverine teaser. I think they're going to let us see Wolverine in in an expanded cinematic trailer. They'll do that at the PlayStation Showcase more Starfield the Game Awards would be the perfect time for Starfield to start saying something that's for freaking sure I, I, yeah I would say well we won't be seen till next E3 no I disagree I think the PlayStation Showcase they're going to show a bunch of Ragnarok gameplay there'll be gameplay of Spider-Man 2 the first reveal of it it'll be a gameplay reveal trailer and then there'll be a new expanded cinematic trailer of Wolverine they're going to let us see his face that's what I think Yeah, Diablo 4. Yep, 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 Diablo 4. I know it's off topic, but I think we're finally going to get Need for Speed. That's what Underground was like. New trailer looks pretty good. Like a 2060 in this day and age, just ain't it. I'd rather they wait to show Wolverine until it's six to nine months out. You have to understand that a PlayStation Showcase, Morgan, they're going to talk about something like... They're not going to... They're not going to not... They're going to have to remind us about those properties. Right? They're going to have to remind us about those properties. They're not just going to, like, go totally quiet. We did a teaser trailer. We did a cinematic trailer how long ago? Yeah, and they'll have... I think they're going to have to continue putting that on everybody's radar, personally. The Texas Chainsaw gameplay looked good. Uh, I didn't... I've not checked it out myself. I've not checked it out myself. Hmm. Hmm. We're getting a bunch of recommends off Gotham Knights. Oh, man. That was my gut. That was my gut. Was kicked that snot out of that game. My Gotham Knight short might be why. That might be why, because I pushed out the Gotham Knight short this morning. I wonder if that's the ticket. I wonder if we should have a backlog of shorts, and today I should have pushed out a Cyberpunk short. Maybe. Maybe that's something we should consider. Not have the short and the talk show in the morning so juxtaposed. I'm willing to hazard a guess that you don't want to, which is fine. <clears throat> I'd get why. But do you plan on covering the Brazil report of the Activision Blizzard acquisition case? That's I saw that distorted, and I need to research it because it looks like they're they're saying it's going forward. I didn't have any fears about the acquisition going forward. Depends on UK, right? Depends on what the UK decides and the US decides. So Brazil says, yeah, push it forward. YouTube's investing more in shorts. I think it's a great idea. Yesterday's short is closing in on 10,000, and the day before that, it hit 10,000. Our shorts are outperforming our daily live streams. It's freaking bonkers. 
Brazil like has no say. Yeah, Brazil Brazil pushing forward anything is fine, but that doesn't doesn't hold sway over the UK or the US, which is where you primarily are going to need to see approval. UK and the US are going to be where you need to see it. Cuz it's it's a United States company buying a United States company, so PlayStation Head saying all live service games going to go day and date and future single player ones are coming to PC after a year. I did see that. I did see that. That all that all sounds very familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> God Howard. Yeah, didn't didn't the Herman Holst interview? Didn't it sound really familiar? It's like where have I heard this before? I think it does set a precedent for how the other countries will respond, at least some influence. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit distorted. Again, I think what fundamentally matters in that acquisition is the United States and the UK. I think everybody else, fine, but yeah. The EU's the eighth. Have a fair idea by then? Yeah. Listen, it's going to go through. It is. They're just going to have to make very strong assurances about Call of Duty and they'll be fine. They'll They'll be totally fine. I don't think the EU or the US care what Brazil thinks. Yeah, they don't care what Brazil thinks, but I definitely think that it's going through. Yeah, no offense to our our Brazilian friends, but Brazil had no sway over this, but Brazil pushing it through means that, yeah, they didn't see any reason to not, which means the UK and the US will likely come to similar conclusions. The UK just wants assurances about COD, which I believe they've been given a lot of assurances about COD. So, Brazil has a tiny modern gen gaming community due to their import. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still, still, they didn't find any reason to stop it, which is a slight nudge forward for the deal. Hear what I'm saying? The deal's going to go through. I I don't see it not happening. It's a big acquisition. They're doing their due diligence. Microsoft's made 18 different assurances about Call of Duty, you know. You notice all those guys that used to come in here and tell me COD's going exclusive, COD's going exclusive. They all got real freaking quiet when Microsoft said 18 different times that it's not going to. <laughs> it's like, they all got real quiet and stopped showing up. You know. Legislation-wise, they're in the lead. No, at least I heard they are. Hawaii, what does Hawaii have to do anything with this? It's part of the USA. Me, at least Brazil and Hawaii. Hawaii are trying. I'm not sure what you're talking about. If I recall, the only reason Brazil mattered is that they opened the door policy so that the discussions were happening live. Yeah, we got to see all the paperwork. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I just found it interesting that they passed it with no restrictions and said that even if everything, including COD, became exclusive, that it doesn't present a problem. Yeah, well, they can be woefully wrong. The UK agrees. And Mike... See... For them saying if everything goes exclusive, it doesn't pose a problem, even Microsoft doesn't agree with that. So that that conclusion, with respect, is stupid. The company trying to do the acquisition doesn't agree with that conclusion. <laughs> They've, they're literally on record saying, we're not going to be market restrictive. Here's the proof. We're not going to limit COD to one platform. So for Brazil to be like, even if it did, it wouldn't be a problem. Even Microsoft is saying like, no, that would be a problem. What the frick are you talking about? 
I wonder if WB Games will bring back Bruce Wayne in the Arkham series one day. <sighs> yeah, they'll reboot the Batman franchise in the gaming world one day. They'll do it. They'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Can we get can we get more oh, where are we? Ah, oh, 70 likes. We need 70 likes. I don't know if we have 70 people to do it or not. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. And we need 10 people. We need 10 people to hit subscribe. It'll remain third party. It'll be interesting if they say COD and its developers must be separated from the acquisition so it'll remain third party. No. That's not going to happen. I don't think so. No. COD's a part of the deal. COD's a part of the deal. They're just going to really push Microsoft to make assurances that it stays it's it doesn't go exclusive that's all they said it presents a problem well they said it presents a problem for Sony and that it wouldn't be business smart for Microsoft but they said that that's not what they are there to consider okay and anyone else getting blips says Demetrius Batman franchise still exists it's called Suicide Squad <laughs> Monopoly Grounds is kind of what Sony is crying about. No. No. Sony didn't say anything about a monopoly. Sony talked about market restricted behavior. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same as a, as a, as a monopoly. They, they were concerned about market restricted behavior and 48% of the buying community suddenly not being able to buy Call of Duty. I think your take on that whole situation with the acquisition has been spot on from the beginning. Many other streamers seem to be completely missing the point. Yeah, I mean, I reacted to Yong Ya's coverage. His coverage of it was awful, and usually his coverage is very good. I I don't know. I very gently took his video to task. I was like, this has just not been properly researched at all. It was it was it was a bad his video on that was pretty bad. And a lot of other YouTubers, just YouTubers and and media outlets, like, he was quoting people who, like, write for IGN and stuff, and they were, like, calling it hypocrisy. And I'm like, man, oh, man, I just, it, 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 it was boggling to me how, how stupid the takes were on that situation. It was kind of mind boggling. It, I don't know. Might have mentioned already, but I saw reports at Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we got on this subject. Somebody brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All access to exclusive content will be will lock to Xbox and PC. Watch and see. What do you? But what do you mean by all access to exclusive content? There's zero doubt in my mind that there there will be skins and early access and battle pass stuff and cool stuff. There will be plenty of that that you can only get on Xbox. I'm not I'm never going to dispute that. But they're not going to they're not going to make Call of Duty inaccessible on Sony. They won't. The shareholders would get involved cuz it's 48% of the purchasing community. IGN's fallen so far for me. Couldn't tell you the last time I had uh, read an article from them. I mean, my short this morning that went out was about the Gotham Knights puff pieces that are going out. All these Gotham Knights previews that are talking about the game, you can tell they, they're they're paid for. These are paid for previews. 
That I write it down. Write it down. Gotham Knights is going to absolutely bomb. It's going to get shredded by the people that buy it. It's a bad game. It's a bad game. I, I don't have... You haven't played it yet. I, well, I Okay. How long have we been playing and covering video games? You need to see more than we've already seen to conclude that that game is hot steaming garbage. A $70 pile of hot steaming garbage? $70. We'll see how people feel. We'll see how the gaming community feels after they buy a $70 mobile game. Some PlayStation fans canceled their pre-order of COD because of the acquisition by Microsoft. What are your thoughts on that? That's not a substantiated claim or a quantitative amount of people. Press X to doubt. No, that's not a thing. No one has canceled their pre-order of of Call of Duty because of the Microsoft acquisition. Like, I don't know where you pulled that, but that's not true. There are people canceling their pre-orders to Modern Warfare 2 because they didn't like the beta. Let me let you in on a little secret. Just a little teeny secret about all the people claiming that they canceled their Modern Warfare 2 pre-orders, they didn't. They're still going to play it. Nobody actually canceled their freaking pre-orders of Modern Warfare 2. Bunch of crybaby whiners that are going to play the game anyway. For people that plan on getting Gotham Knights, there are spoilers out there in the wild. Please be careful if you plan on buying Gotham Knights. Yeah, if you if you care about the story. It does seem like the story is actually going to be one of the parts about it that people enjoy. Too, because MW2 still had PS exclusive influence going on. Yeah, imagine claiming that people are canceling their pre-orders of Modern Warfare 2 because of the Microsoft acquisition when PlayStation just enjoyed two weekends of early access to the beta. They got to play before everybody else for free. What the frick? I didn't watch the trailer campaign that released. No, uh uh-uh. I'm going to remove that, Morgan, because fake spoilers just promote real ones. Please don't do that. I've been doing this so long, and that always just creates a problem. Don't do that. How can one be objective towards interactive media when they haven't actually interacted with it? I'm not sure what you mean. Oh, I'll spoil you, Sven, because F you. <laughs> Gamers always claim they're going to boycott some title or another, then it never happens. Same thing happened with the first MW2 on Steam. There was a call to boycott and a group for it. At launch, every member of the said boycott group could be seen listed playing MW2. Of course. Of course. Been playing COD since the first MW. Once you hook, it's over. Yeah. You have to play a game to know it's bad. Yeah, like that's the thing. I I don't have to play Gotham Knights to know that thing. That's that's bad. That's a bad game. I, I I like I've broken down at least I think two maybe three different sections of that game's gameplay. I, it's it's it is bad. I the people say the, the the puff pieces and the previews coming out. I don't trust 
any of those people. No way. This guy called me a dumb hater. Cool. I love how it filters their comments. It's like, thanks for the engagement. Thanks for the view. (laughs) You can't comment anymore. (laughs) If it's made for mobile, but not a mobile game. I am extremely confident in this prediction, Fonzo. Gotham Knights will come to mobile at some point. I prefer Smart Hater. (laughs) Gotham Knights will come to mobile at some point. It's a mobile game. I can see it. I don't know how you can't see it. Not you. I'm not saying you, Fonzo. I don't know how anybody can't see that that's a mobile game. It's a mobile game. Look at it. There's, it doesn't make any sense for the game to run the way that it does. The movement, the player animations, the combat, none of it makes any sense. It doesn't make sense. It, do, it doesn't look like an Arkham game. It doesn't look like any of the modern, over-the-shoulder, third-person action-adventure melee-based combat games in the last 10 years. It doesn't. You can't see it? That game is coming to mobile. I promise you. The menus, the player animations, the combat. If that's not a mobile game, then at some point it was meant to be a mobile game. I'm telling you, it's either coming to mobile or we're going to find out one day they were building it for mobile and decided, and that's why the graphics changed and that's why the, you know, the, 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 the character details went up and all that. I'm telling you. There is something off with that title. There is something extremely weird about that title. I've never seen a game that's looked like that for PC and console. It doesn't make any sense. It's 2022. How long has the game been in development? 25 years? Like, when did they start building it? It doesn't look like... It doesn't even come close. I I have played indie titles by studios with less players than a football team and their games look and run better than Gotham Knights. I'm like, bro, I don't know what the frick y'all did, but this game is bad. It is bad. Yeah, enjoy a timeout, Morgan. We're not talking about that kind of thing. What the, Where the frick do you think you are? You just got hit with three timeouts. Me, Creature, and Quiet Shy hit you. Shut the frick up. You don't like J.K. Rowling? Here's how much I care. I don't. Even Skillup said that the menu looked like it was straight out of a mobile game. That's because it is! Who's, Who's playing a game on their TV and their monitor and needs everything to be that big? Who? It's like, I'll just take my glasses off. I don't need them now. My gosh! It's and it's not accessibility. It's not for people that have that have visibility issues. That's not it at all. They didn't they didn't come out and say, oh, we did all these things for for accessibility. That would be in an options menu. That would be in an accessibility menu. It it, it wouldn't. It, it's like it's a mobile game. Why is everything so enormous? I got a 32 inch monitor my life's changed forever can't wait to play all my mobile games on it <laughs> why is my name gray your membership much of must have just expired 
Yo, Stephen Marson hitting a 14-month milestone. Thanks for the free membership. Yep, somebody took care of you. Somebody took care of you. Guys, now's a great time to jump in as a member or give some members because tonight's going to be a great one. My wife and I are going to be playing a spooky game. Can we get 50 more likes? Can we get 50 more likes? The clip I posted last night, the music was bad, but like Batgirl looks so wonky flipping and rolling around. It also seems like she wasn't even making contact. Bro, all you have to look at is how they don't lock on. They don't lock on to the player. They do this freaking weird thing where they like walk away and then turn back around. I, what are you doing? Yo, Dark Age Gaming with a white badge, mind you. That's a brand new member gifting 10 members to the community. Doomer, PL, Anbu. Those are people that are here. Uh, Anbu and, and, and Benevolent are here all the time. Kellinator, Orange Spawn, Xander's here all the time. Eddie Joet. Divine Perspective, Raven Health, and Lee Brown. Welcome to Reforge Gaming. Kratos decides to jump back in and fix the member problem. If you got a membership, don't forget, tonight, tonight, we are doing... I, I know, Creature. I know. Uh, we are doing a members-only stream tonight. My wife and I will be playing a spooky game, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a great reason to get into the members-only Discord. You won't miss the announcement, right? You will not miss the announcement. Yo, it's good, Helix. Good to see you. Don't forget to call out the ghost name, Mark Clark. That's right. Yo, God Howard's gifting a member to somebody. Somebody grab that one real quick. Real quick, snag it. Arkham927 snagged it. There you go. Step in, put the D down on the table. That's right. That's right. You guys have... You now have one minute to do any more gifted memberships or any more memberships that you want to do. You have one minute. One minute. We are not uh, We are not doing a Reforge roundtable today. We are not. But I have something special in store for you. I have something that you guys, I think, are going to enjoy. <clears throat> not only tonight in eight hours, so wherever you are in the world, look at your clock. In eight hours, we'll be back live. Members only. So if you've got five bucks, become a member. It's all it costs, and you get a whole month. And every day we do a members-only talk show, right? We will not, uh, we will not be doing uh, a roundtable or a members-only talk show today. We won't. Um, look at what the min PC specs are for 30 FPS 1080 on Requiem. Minimum 64-bit processor. Intel Core 49 i5 FX 8300 4 gig of RAM recommended. Oh my gosh! Series X, I'm in danger. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> Is that what you're insinuating, Eugene? Yep, I knew it. I knew that's what you're insinuating. All right, I have something fun for you guys. Hang tight, right? Hang tight. I'm gonna redirect you to a hilarious game the last hero of Nostalgia it's about to premiere on the Reforged First Look channel 
I'll be back live here in eight hours with my wife playing a spooky game. So if you're a member, make sure you're here. If redirects traditionally don't work for you, click the link in chat. I'm going to be ending this stream. I'm going to go hang out with my boy for his birthday. Enjoy this gameplay. The last hero of Nostalgia. Yes, it's pronounced that way, not nostalgia. It's hilarious. It's awesome. If you're a fan of melee-based games and Souls games, I'm sending you over there now. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you guys back here for a spooky game tonight. Have a great rest of your your Friday and enjoy the redirect and enjoy supporting Reforge First Look. We have multiple Reforge channels. Reforge Reacts will be getting a reaction to the Mario trailer today, the Mario movie trailer. So make sure you're subscribed there as well. I'll see you guys tonight. Have a great weekend if I don't see you tonight.